What up, everybody? This is Ray Dangs, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. You already knew that, but what you didn't know about Abet is a new distribution company called Two Loss Distribution. They're the most technologically advanced distributor in the world. They distribute your music to more stores than any distributor out there, and they only charge you $3 a month. Yep, $3 a month. And they don't charge you any money to collect your royalties, so you get 100% of your royalties. Y'all know how some of them distribution companies be asking for, you know, it's distribute with us, but they take 20%. These guys don't take any of that. They charge $3 a month to distribute all your music. And if you use the code GODS, which is going to be on the bottom of the screen, when you add your discount code, you get three months free. So if you're looking for distribution, you need distribution, you're looking for the best distribution company to work with, Two Loss is the fastest growing distribution company out there. Mess with them. Tell them Ray sent you. You're going to get some money off. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. It's your boy from Queens, Jack Dance. <laughs> this is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And, and this, this is-, is The God Show. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and today, guys, uh, this is probably my most important interview I've ever done. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to read the book. That's why, because if you read the book, you're going to be like, I get it now. Okay. Because I wasn't supposed to be here, but when I was coming up, Young Ray Daniels. I was I always talk, tell my team the stories of me running around New York. <laughs> this is the guy I ran into that was basically mm-hmm. like, I'm going to help you if you get your shit together. I got my shit together. Driving to New York to play music for him to tell me, that's not it, fam. Like, what are you wasting my time for? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm Go like, I got to drive 13 Shoot. hours back home yeah, yeah. Go back on home. a broken heart. <laughs> but, on a broken heart. But I want everybody to give it up for, like, my GOAT the dude that put me in the game, the dude that gave me an opportunity to feed my family and actually helped me feed my family. So he means way more to me than anybody that ever said on this show. <laughs> I wouldn't be here without him. He's the, I, the monster I became, I learned from him. It's my first teacher in the business. So everybody give it up for the legendary Derek D. Angeletti. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And, and, and before we start, I want to shout out our sponsor. Shout out to Two Laws. If you're looking for distribution, if you're looking to be in the music business, you, if you're looking for an advance, if you're looking to do anything, go holler at those guys at Two Laws. I'm telling you, like, day I met them, they offered me some money. And, you know, we in business now. So if you're looking for distribution, Two Laws, shout out to Tone Carey, shout out to Yoko Vaca. And, yeah, and shout out to all the people that watch the show, subscribe, like, share. Let's get to it, guys. So let's go, guys. Let's go. Okay. D-Dot. So, so first of all, D-Dot, welcome. And I'm going to tell you something so funny. I know so much about him. I don't think, I think that he doesn't know how much I know about him because in his mind, I was just probably one of the young dudes around him. But this dude, when he called me, I don't care what I was doing, y'all. I'm asking the father, I'm in church. God, you know this. God, this the blessing calling. God, this is the blessing calling. This dude taught me everything. He would light me up, guys. Like, I got footage I can show all of y'all of him cursing me out because oh, he told me to go get something. You remember that? <laughs> you told me, you said, yo, Ray, go get me some paperwork for me and you. Who was having the A&R meeting? He was like, yo, Ray, go get some paperwork. Get the shit written down. So I came back with two, me and you. So then you was like, what the fuck is... Me and you, it's seven of us in this room. Only me and you need to know. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm saying, but you say go get some. And then knowledge. Knowledge says, knowledge says, yo, Ray, he wants you to get enough for everybody in the room. And I was like, I was a little asshole. I was a little arrogant by this time. I'm like, man, could you mind your fucking business? I got this. And then D-Dot was like, Ray, go get the paperwork. So when I left the room, D-Dot was like, who the fuck does he think he is? On the camera. 
This nigga don't know. I don't give a one. He ain't the big executive right there. He thinks he is. He gonna go do what I tell him to do. So man, I got some of those stories, man. But Tamir, you can ask the questions. Y'all could go ahead. I'm. All right. Well, congratulations in order. You got some dope projects out right now. Um, you just released. Um, I'm from New York, so of course I love the fact oh. that. Yeah, you, to be specific. Um, so tell me about putting out that Black Rob project and like, what did you expect from it? Like, was it hard trying to do a project for somebody that kind of already passed? And did you have like some pressure on you? And how would you deal with it? Yes. That's dope. I love Black Rob. He loved me. He loved hip hop. And in his 50th birthday or anniversary of hip hop, I felt like I needed to at least get it in there and put it amongst the other projects. I'm super proud of it. And it's also a calling card for me. Like, let's not forget what he got done. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was a good one. Too humble if you ask me. Well, I want to go back to the beginning when y'all ready. I want to know about when you first met Ray. I want to hear about that. <laughs> but when the lights was on, mm-hmm. I took my own horn because the stats are there. That's mm-hmm. I'm making shit up. And, you know, there's stories like this Ray Daniels story that I'm sure the world has heard from him in different places. But us sitting together, this is a first in years. And I'm and I want people to understand who he is to me. Mm-hmm. He gave me the oppo- he gave me the opportunity. Like, like I was an Atlanta guy running around New York, and he embraced me. And when I fell out with the guys who I was with originally, I called them like, "Yo, those guys Bonja and them, we not with them no more. Do you still?" He was like, ah, "Man, fam, I fuck with you anyway. Like, come on." So I literally like he was like, "All you got to do is this." Yeah, they, 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 yeah. I was probably doing more business with them, but mm. he was the communicator. Mm. But I, you know, so it was like, and you know, and he a September dude, I believe. Just September 19th, yep. <laughs> Virgo's the real. You know what I'm saying? Virgo. So like, hold on, hold on. Don't but get I him knew, started. But I, you know, you can smell the hunger. Mm. You can smell it. Mm. They're coming from Atlanta. And the artists that 
that bonded us knew who I was and was like, Nigga D dot. And I ran up on him with a CD. I remember yeah. you had on a black velour Sean John Spencer. Yeah. yeah. I never forget. I was like, oh. Oh, dot, you D dot, right? And he looked at me, he's like, yeah, I don't know. man, just check my artist out. He yeah. called back six months later, by the way. No way. Six months later, he called back. Like, I was listening to it. This kid is dope. No How do you not lose samples and DVDs no back then? Like, there's no way I would still. Well, have everybody it. was listening to music in their car, but plus the one thing we did with Noah was his face was big on the screen. So yeah. it was Marketing. so on the CD cover, you mm-hmm. actually saw his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was yeah, intentional. Yeah. And then he called right. the number one. That was why I fell out with Bonjin. I never yeah, told that, you. Yeah, yeah. I fell out with them because they. I was doing all the work, but they didn't want my name on the CD. Mm. So like they like yeah you know oh yeah two days ago we spoke to D Dot we meet with him on Wednesday you're coming I'm like. Did I, who I gave the CD? <laughs> I gave the CD. Right, right, right. I should be there. So it's kind of like they wanted to kind of keep me. That's why everybody who work with me, I'm always like bigging y'all up because they, they wanted to keep me kind of like you in sit the in the back. corner while we do the business. That's why you got an open door policy. Yeah, and that's why he, he didn't allow that. He was like, nah, fuck that. So when he came, he told me, he was like, yo, all I need you to do is get the music right. And I, I would be times where I and thought I had. get focused. Yes. Get focused. And, but it was one thing D-Dot did that to me was the most important thing that he doesn't know that I want to make sure is that D-Dot made sure that whoever was important in the city of Atlanta, that they knew me. Okay. Mm. So like he would come to Atlanta and be with Jermaine Dupri and be like, by the way, this my man. Mind you, me and Jermaine Dupri from College Park, but he was one like, this my man, look out for him. Right, right. I remember I was in the middle of a deal. He was like, what kind of car are you driving? Now you need, he literally groomed me. Like he was like, I would call him sometimes. This is funny. <laughs> I would be like, Man, stop ordering food where you can't eat with a fork and knife. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> they would go and get number. Let me get a number nine or number three. You know? yes. I'm like, yo, stop. Say, like, stop doing Come that. On, man. I like spilling shit on my shirt. I like cutting. Yeah. Get, get that mentality in your mind. Not the fast food ain't cool. Yeah. I'm not disrespecting fast He's like, food. stop ordering fast but food. But I understand they had no money. But I right. wanted the mindset to understand that, you know, putting that work. We can be ordering. Excuse me, can I take your yeah. Let me have an you know, I want an appetizer and shit. I want some salsa water or whatever. Yeah, that's when Justin water was water. out yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so he would get on saying? my he would get on me about all those things. Yeah. But the thing about Dot was that he wasn't I couldn't believe he wasn't arrogant. Because Appreciate that. the nigga knew everything. Like, he would tell me most important. Most important part of the songs is the first four bars. <laughs> and he would recite biggie lines. Like, think about your biggie songs. And then I'm like, damn. So that's why I pay so much attention to the beginning of the record, because he taught us that. Mm. And then I remember I took Noah, made two songs called Mission to Listen and Mission Million Dollar Listen. Mission from the yeah. Million Dollar Mission in the A. Yeah. And I drove to New York, because you couldn't tell me that these weren't smashes. <laughs> I'll never forget. That was the first time I met New Edition. And oh. Puff was in the studio. It was like, uh. you got to understand something, guys. I'm walking in <laughs> Daddy's house, and you just seeing... Everybody you see on Crazy. TV, just all around. And they're not paying you no mind. And they pay no mind. It's like, yo, what up? What up? How you doing? I'm not walking in the room. He, he was like, yo, Ronnie, about this is my man Ray. And I I know who y'all are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know they are, nigga. So I would drive and he would listen to the music. And he'd be like, yo, who is he, fam? I'm like, well, he's this. He said, he can't be those things. And he always gave me the confidence to be Ray. And that shit is important to me it's now important. because when you ain't getting embraced in your own home city, Right? Like, niggas like, Jermaine, they didn't fuck with me. Like, I don't know why. Maybe because I wasn't in the room. Maybe because I wasn't. I don't know. But he did. And he made sure Biddy, Los, Jay, everybody. I saw Biddy the other night. Yeah, he so made sure everybody. Like, he would yeah. be with them like, yo, take Ray with y'all. When y'all go to the clubs, let him. Because he knew I was out here by myself. Right. 
Don the Cannon. Bitch, yeah, Cannon. Yeah, all, like, everybody it. he introduced me to. What's the producer I, I love? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yes, he, he just did a show. We just dropped the yeah, show. Bangladesh. Yeah, Bangladesh. Shout out yeah. to Bangladesh. So me and ben, Chandre talking, and I'm like, yo, remember we, that's who Chandre. it is. Chandre. <laughs> <laughs> he played with Chandre. Yeah, like, Chandre. Yeah. Bangladesh. I put two two together. Yeah. yeah, Chandre. I still got music and say Chandre on <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Wow. So yeah. Let me let me ask you a question, cause um, you ain't got to say that. Like like we was talking, right, right. Yeah. Like we was talking. So earlier. I learned it from. <laughs> My favorite thing I tell him: Why y'all starting at five? The countdown five. You start at three. <laughs> nigga. We don't need those extra two seconds. See what I learned it from? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, we was talking early, and like I was saying, like early part of my career being with Ra. um, and with Black Rob yeah, and yeah. Dap and shout out Raheem. Yeah, Raheem, yeah. definitely. Where would you rank, or how important would you say? Um, Rob was to Bad Boy's success? Um, six man. Six man of the year. And then when Biggie died, he had to step up to the starting five. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was six man of the year. He wasn't ready for primetime. Rob was signed before the locks and mace. But he wasn't ready for primetime because his team wasn't ready. See, and I, I, I told him this too. I don't know if you remember, but part of my schooling was L.A. Reid, Clive Davis, mm-hmm. and... and, and, and um, uh, God bless uh, Gamble and Huff, Mr. Gamble, Mr. Huff, Hawk Islam, different people, Gregory Peck, some of the OGs, um, M2 May. Mm. And they always say, we don't care if you walk in with Whitney Houston. If she got homeboy management, homeboy lawyer, she ain't going to make it. Mm. And nine times out of ten. And we don't want that here. Mm. So Rob didn't have the other elements that make CEOs and A&Rs want to put effort into you. Mm. So from the outside looking in, the other players were ready. So that was the pecking order. Mm. Big, then Puff squeezed his album in, then Mace the locks, and then we get into our sixth man of the year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when he dropped, the timing was perfect because he, to me he was the next best storyteller of the camp. So that was his lane to fill for Big. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. Big's not here. So for me, I, to me, I'm I'm Dean Smith. I got the <laughs> best starting five mm-hmm. from A to Z. I can make any record I want. I got the chicks. I got the dudes. I got the stories. I got the thugs. I got the criminals. Any type of record we want to make, I got in them five, Mace, the Locks, and BR. Because right. you know, with Mace, was, we was... Yeah, and then the locks and yeah. Black Rob secured everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm. That makes sense. That's so, hard. That's hard. So for me, you know, BR fit right in because the timing couldn't have been perfect, more perfect for him. And so then you, all five of us, musically, our ears were all in sync. It was like, you know, one coming together. So when we got in the rooms, it was hard. But they knew the goal and the mission. What's, what's y'all say now? People understand oh, the mission. Not, they understood this assignment. They understand the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody understood the assignment. So is it safe to say he kind of saved Bad Boy after nah, Biggie died? So saved nobody Bad saved Boy. it. Was, you know, we still had the dude who was there who Puff. pulling the strings. Yeah. yeah. I think what it is is passing the baton. Okay. And, and keeping, you know, just in any race, if the second leg passes the baton to the third leg late, then we might lose. Mm-hmm. So what they did is their job. Keep the shit, get past the baton, right? So that third leg can go, we can get to that anchor and get to this goal. But when you name the other four right. people, sorry, the locks, Mace, Diddy, Black Rob isn't as big as those other names. What do you think kind of prevented that? I know you say he wasn't ready, but at that point, we kind of got to force people to get ready. Yeah. Um, 
probably had to do a lot, a lot, lot with him and the positions that he was in, management, you know, how he presented himself, you know. Out of the five, he probably presented himself the most street, the most hood, and Rob was really going in and out of jail. How do you think he was the most, and he was, and from what I remember, he was the most regular. Right, yeah. Like, like, like what I'm saying is like, so you got to understand something. We was like, we was like hanger-ons of D-Dots, so -hmm. we wasn't bad boy, but you was able to be in the room, and when you're in the room, you kind of get to know who the players that are here and who the players that, so like, you seen Rob like you were like Rob was like D Dot's protege, so that's why when he dropped the album, I was like, "That's dope," because D Dot and Rob was like this. That's who yeah. I saw around. I didn't yeah, see yeah. the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I think he didn't get that because Rob was really in and out of them jails. Mm-hmm. Four that's years right. here, six months here, nine months there, a year here during my whole tenure with him. Like he's living that real street life, so that's why it was hard for. To, to get the full love from the label because when it, like even when we dropped the, the second album the second bad boy album yeah. he had just came home mm-hmm. that's why i got a verse on the new album i said this on <laughs> uh, on the kid capri record with rob's first line is i couldn't wait to get home <laughs> because he got a book of rhymes in there he's mm-hmm. tired of playing basketball on the yard all day mm-hmm. and spitting trying to be funny he want to get that shit out so his first line is i couldn't wait to get home mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and that was my whole career with him so that's probably another reason why he didn't get the you know to do what they did and and get our efforts the same way you know how I mean? are you able to get it to be on crazy cat to get what the album black rob album because obviously they probably old masters like yeah, yeah. Um, I own those records. Okay, gotcha. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to do with Rob's overall masters. I own those records, so that's how I was able to do that. You know? Got it. Yeah. Appreciate that question. That's a good yeah, education cause, cause for I, people I saw out a crazy there. Crazy Cat catalog, and yeah, I yeah. you know, I didn't that's know really how I was able yeah, to drop yeah, yeah. that. Definitely. Postman's death. You talk about I, storytelling and rap a lot. Um, now, do you think that that kind of dynamic is what's missing from rap right now? Or do any rappers that you think are good storytellers right now? I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who the storytellers are now. I, I can tell you who I like. I like Cole. I like Kendrick. I like that young boy that was supposed to be the YBN Corday. I, I, I was trying to get with him. Some of this new, these newer guys, I don't think they care about the type of stories that we care about, meaning their stories are their stories. One thing I don't do is not no new generation for what they do. We had our moment. Our parents had their moment. This their moment. Now, one thing I really appreciate about you is you took ownership of, you're probably one of the older people that were like, we did bad. We allowed bad rappers to come in, and we told them they were oh, good. You saw that. I did. Yeah. So I appreciate that, because you don't hear that a lot from coming from that generation. There's not a lot of ownership in saying, you know what, we kind of let these guys sneak in. So I appreciate that. Well, I mean, just in our era, we, can, we know some guys rapped because it was opportunity. And so when you're a young kid seeing that, you could easily say, well, shit, if they could do it, I could do it. Mm. And then all of a sudden computers come around in this new way of making beats, and now more people are saying if they can do it, then I can do it. Then I'm getting calls from, you know, girls I went to high school with or college would say, my son is trying to make beats. How old is he? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh. <laughs> Because he got everything right there. And mm-hmm. He can do right. it on the floor. He can do it right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what you want me to do? <laughs> That's the question. So, again, I think that we didn't ruin it, but I think we added on a dimension of filtering that does no longer happen anymore. Mm. 
Well, you had to have money to do shit back then. Because I remember um, I had an MPC, mm-hmm. but we had took it from the Hit Factory. Mm. <laughs> from the rentals. Right. No, yeah, no, no. Rental. We didn't rent it. Like, um, he, t- he took it. You just, you just, you you just, just told it yourself. You just told it yourself. We should, probably, <laughs> we should probably cut that out, fam. Nah, it's all good. Let's do that again. Yeah, like you just, yeah, let's not, let's not do that. Because the person might still be there. So that's, <laughs> that's the one. Who stole that's who stole that one. You owe us $685. Go ahead, yeah, 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 but um, but so, so it was hard because I, I remember my graduation gift was a trite, and that shit was fucking three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you paid for that one? Definitely, okay, yeah. Cool, Sam yeah, Ash yeah, all yeah. the way. Say that, yeah, say that, yeah. And then you know the MP, we borrowed that. Okay, yeah, we borrowed. Or the that. little we had the that the the little the floppy disk with all the sounds and shit yeah, on it. Now you don't need all yeah. that. I want to ask you a question. Up your laptop. Now, how did you learn A and R? Because you like you got to understand at this point. We was working together 20 years ago. I was starting at right. this point. Damn. Yeah, yeah, 2000. Noah signed his deal. Tell him that. We got our check. When did we get our check? December 24th, 2004. <laughs> December 24th. Oh, wow. you better tell December 24th. By the way, he took care of me. He, he, I want y'all to understand. He did the most solid thing in history because I was doing all the work and he knew it. By the way, this is the part I put in the book. But okay. I was doing all the work and he knew it. Like, I was the one driving to New York. I, like we, he, we. Ian knew. is picking the beats in yeah. the studio, yeah. booking like, like, the time, yeah. helping with this, telling this artist to sing. So here. I'm doing all of this. So he's like, go. All he he would he would just say it, and I heard it, and I would run. Like all he got to do is this, this. Oh, that's all. That's how I go. I got it. So I was in the middle of doing a deal. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and now here come the check time, and I'm like, all right, cool. So D Dot, he doesn't even know. I want y'all to know the name Radar came from D Dot. Yeah. No. No, because D Dot said. Because I called D Dot and, and I was like, Noah didn't. He told me, he says, time to get paperwork with Noah. So, wait, so for all y'all out there that don't know, listen, man, please. Like, my catalog is ill, and the catalog don't mean only beats. Yeah. It means. I'm a part of your catalog. You're a part I, of my I, I catalog. Am. You're part of my tree branches, and I'm a part of other people's branches. Mm-hmm. I mean, other part people's trees. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's important to tell people that. Exactly. Go. Mm. He so so he tells me now. So I'm hustling now. We two years in because we met 2003. So we two we about two years in. Noah's finally time to deal. So it's like December. He's like Ray. It's time to get your paperwork done. I'm like paperwork. He's like yeah. You got a company, don't you? Like no, I don't have no company. (laughs) He was like, you got to get a company, fam. You got to get your paperwork together. So I go to Noah, and then Noah's mom steps in and was like, he ain't signing nothing with you. And I never get. I, I did all this work, and I go to car, and I, I no, I call D dot, and I want to cry. Is there a reason why she said no? Like because she was said. basically like, "You a new manager? Why would my son give you twenty percent?" Like, you did all but, the work. I, but he was living with me though, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, "Mom, you know how this shit is." It's it's the it's the shit that happens. She just in our didn't community. know. She, she really just didn't, didn't know. know. She did what a mother was supposed she to do. She did what a mother was supposed to do. Yeah. But mom, so then I called car, called D dot. I was like, "Bro, no, ain't gonna sign paperwork with me." He bust out laughing, <laughs> and he was like, "But it wasn't a bad thing." He was like. It wasn't like, ha-ha, at you. It was more like, man. And I'll never forget, he said, welcome to the music business. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't get in the music business until you get your heart broke. Now that your heart's broke, and then he took care of me. And he gave me half his check. Oh. He did not have to do That's that, gangster. by the way. Nah, nigga, I want I y'all to understand goosebumps. something. He gave me half his check because Noah didn't want to give me nothing. Mm. And by the we way. We got a check on December 24th. December 24th. By the way, it's something very important. My check with Noah would have been 10000 my check with DDOT was 37000 Right. So Noah mom oh, yeah. telling me no kind of was my blessing because mm-hmm. now DDOT got more than the what money she was even me. supposed to get. So he gave me half the money. And then, you know, from that point forward, like, we was locked in. And, but, he, but the point is, is that he didn't have to do that. It was his deal. 
but he saw me in all the work I was doing and took care of me. Wow. So that's why sometimes I'm around, I'm like, man, you got to just do the work and not worry about the outcome. Because God knows that I just was like, man, I'm about to get 10000 I was broke. <laughs> 37000 And he said, he said, and I'll never forget, he said, he said, you ain't, I'm sending you your money. How much? Because he knew I was broke. <laughs> he said, I'm going to send you 5000 cash. Yeah. But I'm writing the check to Radar. I didn't even have Radar registered. Radar wasn't even a company. Right. He was like, you need a company. Call that shit Radar. Like something like Ray Daniels did A&R. Like, and I was like, That's all right, cool. I just did what he told me to do. And I registered Radar and he sent the check. But I didn't get my money until January because I didn't have bank accounts. I have nothing. I just <laughs> set it up. Nigga I, I, nigga, I borrowed money from a chick to register my company. I was <laughs> fucked up. But he took care of me. And to me, that's the type, that is the boost that I needed to become who I became. Wow. And in 2000, that's you coming yeah, up. Yeah, big more thing. Brooklyn one style, more story. baby. That's one Brooklyn more story. Style, what part of Brooklyn are you from? One Brooklyn more story style. I'm going to tell y'all. So D-Dot, okay. so now Noah's about to get dropped because Noah was going through his issues. Noah about to get dropped. So now I'm like, Dot, I don't know what to do. <laughs> by the way, he's the only person I know. <laughs> so I'm looking for what's going on in life. I'm calling him first. I said, like, I don't know what to do. And then I met this dude, this dude named Dollar Bill. And I go to D-Dot, and I say, Dot, I got this dude down here. He just got a lawsuit. He wanted to be in the music business. He was obsessed with Biggie. And I was like, Dot, man, I'm running with him, but I see it. Like, can you help me get And Dot was like, put him on the phone with me. So I'm like, Dot, Dot, I just need 3000 a month. Give me 3000 a month, nigga. We good. He was like, cool. Get on the phone with him. You know, D-Dot do his thing, baby, baby. I heard you like big, baby, baby. He was like, yo, so look, I'm going to work with you, but on one condition. I heard you got nice cars. He's like, yeah, yeah. I need you to get Ray one. Mind you, I'm like, nigga, what are you doing? Nigga, I said 3000 a month. And he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I need you to cut Ray a check for 100000 I'll never forget. I said, he was like, I need you to cut him a check for 100000 I need you to give him a studio, and I need you to get money for a studio. No. Yeah, did I got that man to give me $300,000. Get the fuck out And all out I want is 3000 That's the importance of when I tell y'all about including. I could have easily said, this is a money nigga. Let me do this on my own. And then the crazy part is after he gave us the money, two months later, he went to jail. No. Yeah. Man. Yeah, this so, story just keeps. That's so that's how I met. That's how yeah. I started managing yeah. Tehran because Dot got me a studio for Noah, and Noah wasn't showing up, so Tehran would show up. And you still mm. had the no, he studio. Ill, by the way, he ill, huh? And you still got this. Well, you still had Tehran the studio would when he show got locked up. up. And then Tehran would stay the night at the studio. He taught himself how to record. He would write hooks, mm. so he would be in the studio working every day. And then that's how I started managing those. Shout guys. out to Dollar. Wow, that's really crazy. I, yeah, I nigga, what, nigga, deep nigga. I always tell people he got me through 2005 and 2006. Because <laughs> mm. 2007, that's when Rock City did a 1.5 million deal. And I ain't look back. But 2006, I bought my first house because he made those guys. And I never get. He got him to give me a hundred thousand for me. And when he gave me the hundred thousand, the most noble thing he did was he said, "Out the hundred, how much do you want? How much? You, he said, "You you want to give me something out the hundred? And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, how much you want to give me? I was like, 50, 50%. He was like, you want to give me half, fam? I was like, nigga, you gave me half of your advance last <laughs> right, year. Right, right, right. He was right. like, all right, cool. Nigga, me and my girl stayed up to four in the morning. I never get D-Dot text me. The eagle has landed. No. <laughs> I said, baby, let's go to sleep now. The money, as long as I know Doc got the money, we good. He's going to send it to me tomorrow. Shoot. I'm just letting y'all know, like, oh. that's the type, that's yeah. what I stress to my right. team and the people around me yeah. about doing right. Because just because you think this person's going to do you wrong, that person right there might be looking. And be like, I was hit out here. I am the whole time trying to impress Noah. 
not knowing that he was watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right. $37,500. The exact amount was $37,500. Wow. But let me, but let me take. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm saying, but so he gave me that and, and literally that's how I was able to survive. You know something? I, I came down, he had an apartment. He was, he had a car. I was like, oh, he right on now. I picked him up my suburban. He was like, and he got my car. He said, this what it's supposed to look like. This what it's supposed to look like. I'm like, yeah. And we ain't with a fucking... Oh, <laughs> where, where y'all no went? No more number nines. Where y'all went? Like that? I don't remember. I don't remember. Nigga, it was probably, probably Justin's or something. I was going to say Justin's too. <laughs> something I see in you that I know you probably got from him because you said that you gave your... You always talk to us about the importance of naming things, right? Anything yep. you start and put a name to it. And you kind of made up the merchandise, kind of had a merchandise title, right? Right, so the importance... Of naming things, you gave yourself that title, and that kind of skyrocketed your career. So the mindset behind saying, I got to name some shit. What were you thinking when you decided to start, like, branding yourself and saying, you know what, I'm going to go get these cards made, and this is my next step, and niggas going to know who I am? Yeah, I mean, in, in New York, it, you know, we are, let me say it, in Philly, when you give somebody praise and you want to take a picture of it, they call it dick riding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in New York, you know, yeah. We look at it like, yo, what can I, you know, what can I do to help you help me? Yeah. You know, we sit in models to each other's table. Yo, mm. you look like you're doing this. You're looking crazy. You need a little love. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go other places and then hitting the spot. Because even when you come down here, old people are like, how you doing, youngin'? Yes. Yeah. 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 Grilling. <laughs> so, so, but in New York, we're also the entertainment capital of the world. So name dropping and those things work. Carnegie Hall and Daddy's House and Sony and you know like he he would come up you know Hit Factory so yeah. you know you come from out of town and say we're gonna record at the Hit Factory like, ooh mm. Daddy's House like I remember when they first came up they didn't who gonna be like they they wanna be prepared because you know you mm. First time I'm serious, he invite me out, bro. I'm sitting next to Loon. It's, it's like, I know that feels like none of y'all, but it's like, I'm like, he like, yo, Loon, it's my man Ray, sit down. I'm like, this nigga. And I'm like doing Loon like this and shit, like. <laughs> when a nigga look at his dad, he goes. <laughs> you, you had Trilogy, your R&B group, performing at Daddy at Justin's. Yep. And he's like, yo, sit with Loon. Loon, this is my man Ray. He's going to sit with you. And I'm like. <laughs> Nigga, this nigga serious. So my, 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 my company, Crazy Cat, is just people told me growing up, I was a wild dude, and I thought I'd pick out, and I'm a Leo. Love so, Leos. So, and he's from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, Two kings and a cypher. Yeah, I'm an artist mm-hmm. first. Producing was by luck. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't where I woke up every day like Ron Lawrence, my mentor. Ron Lawrence get up at 5.30 in the morning and by 11, he's sending nine beats. Mm. Because it's, it was coming out as pause, mm. passion to do that. And some producers will tell you that. Me, I get up, I'm going to do whatever I got to do. And if I take an hour 
I call you Yoda. I ain't gonna lie, cause you, cause I learned everything from you. But how did you learn? Cause, cause, I so obviously D Dot is my first real teacher. How about it? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something, Dot. I'm telling you something. You gotta hear this. I've been around the greats in the last twenty years. No one was able to teach it. I'm not saying that they didn't know it. But I'm saying they weren't able to teach it the way you were. You were able to decode it. You were able to say, here's how you do it. Some people just know how to do it. But you knew how to do it. But you also knew how to say, here's how to do it. And I, and I took that for granted. Because when I got, as I start coming around, I'm thinking everybody like you. Like, oh, everybody know this shit. And I'm like, damn, no, nobody knows. Mm. But I want. So Barry White is my idol. Roy Ayers, James Brown, um, uh, uh, those those people I grew up listening to, um, Mongo Santanovia, all these type of different things. And then I had the blessings of getting in the rooms with people. Gambling Huff, Mr. Gamble, Mr. Huff, Hot Islam, M. Tune, mm. Teddy Riley. Yeah. Um, um, mm-hmm. Heavy D, and mm-hmm. just being a fly on the wall for no reason. Mm-hmm. But because I'm there, and I'm Brooklyn style, <laughs> I, I'm going to take whatever I got going on, and I'm going to learn it. I'm going to I'm going to watch and say, hey, you know, boom. I, I got a quick story to tell you. Angela Wimbush, when she came to the studio to sing, I love the dough. Um, my, my phone is going like crazy. I put it over here. Yeah, for sure, I got you. Yeah, yeah, just put it over here. I'm sorry. You gotta put that. <laughs> you gotta put that mute on. Oh, I did. But anyway, when she came into the studio, by then you know we, we think we know everything. She did some shit where she put the one mic up, one mic down, had the pop filters. She stood back, and the way the vocals was going, it was just crazy. But then the key thing was she was older, so when she had to sing, the high notes they just didn't you know mm-hmm. all you get. Mm-hmm. So she told us, told the engineer. Do me a favor. This is analog day. She says, slow the tape down. A, a half or whatever the code mm-hmm. is. So when, the, when it's playing back in the ear, the song is playing slower. Mm-hmm. She sang it in the highest key she could sing it in. Then the engineer put the tape back to regular, so now her voice sped up. Mm. Wow. That's one of my favorite. We in there like... This bitch is bad. Bad, my pajama. Mm-hmm. So I'm always a student. Yeah, but I'm always willing to learn. So I learned on A and on the job from being, you know, at the job. I was an artist, so I knew how I wanted to be guided, mm. but I didn't know. See, the beauty of me guiding other artists is that I was them. There was nothing they couldn't tell me. And my situation was ten times worse than them with two, two kings and a cipher. We wasn't getting, you know. 50, 60 dollar per diems. We was getting fifteen and twenty. Mm. We was taking ourselves around the country, taking out passenger vans and driving ourselves we didn't have drivers and none of that other stuff you know we had one promo picture like one the same one it was like 
everywhere you go, we have to say, do y'all have any pictures of us? Fine, we have to <laughs> tell them, take more. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it was like, so I learned on the job, right? And I had the best teachers. Um, like I and said, your mother's an educator. And my mother's a doctor so, of education. Yeah, so, so yeah. So I was always, uh, in my, it was ingrained in me to be a student, but also to teach because she put herself out there in the, in the New York school system for 30 years and just said, I want, you know, teach the truth to the young black youth. And, she was and, a principal, right? She was a principal. And the yeah. thing about you that I, I always remember, I remember you used to tell me stories. You used to be like, my mom didn't play, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go get a job. When we were starting Bad Boy, I was working. I think you said you worked at like the toll spot or something. I, I, was, I worked at a toll plaza at yeah. a bookstore. Yeah, you was like, and I had to pop, go to work. My they, mom wasn't playing mom, that. My mom was $150 on the table every Friday. <laughs> mm. So I want to ask you a question. I'm just curious because it's from 86 to 90. Right. Is there any school in history that has contributed more to anything than Howard. That, that era. I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll argue all day. At the I'm not, cause I, I, I was thinking about it on my way over here. I was like, for me, I, if I, if I had to, my list, that's what I'm saying. I'm Mark Pitts, Mark Pitts, Kasim Reed, you puff, Harpierre, Pierre, uh, Chris, Latimer, uh, Chris, yeah. Um, Raz Baraka. Yeah. Like, uh, uh Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Anthony Anderson. Anthony actor. Anderson. Um, dig, dig, diggable planets. Um, Michelle and Cello, mm. Mark Batson that plays with Dr. Dre, the musician. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, plenty of filmmakers and artists. Hawk Islam. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brand Nubians. Derek X. He used to be Derek X. So Dot X went to Howard too. Um, so he was there. Um, God knows it was. So I want to say because when you hear about Howard from '86 to '90, it's like yo. Yeah. All, like we and were then all you, on you tell me together. stories about how Pop pulled up the campus and he was like, he's like, he knew he knew your name and he was like D Dot and he no, was like, I got knew, all the chicks. He knew yeah. a song. He knew Nas. Yeah. He say, is that Nas? And I was standing next to Nas. It's like '93, '94, '92. You know. For the purists, I get the years wrong, so don't attack me. <laughs> I'm 55, man, and I smoke a lot of weed, so my, my numbers might be off, but it's true. Me and Nas met Pac the same day. He didn't, Pac didn't know my name, but he looked as he, because I was standing next to Nas, and Pac said, For the Brothers, the Brothers, because I had a song called For the Brothers in here with Two Kings of Cypher. And I said, Yeah, said peace, told him my name, you know, and that was that. He invited us back to his hotel room to smoke. I believe we went, but I don't remember correctly because, again, I smoke a lot of weed. So, but, um, yeah, so I've been around the greats, man. And I'm, I'm just happy to be here and tell these stories, bro. Like, for real, I can't believe I brought up Pac. Yeah, I, like, Pac, like wow. you gotta understand from my position, I'm like, I know a dude that yeah. knew Pac. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know, know him. I mean, I've, I've said been that around him more Pac. than that, but yeah. I know like, and I know, it, like, yeah. I know a dude that produced Biggie. Yeah. Like was in the room. You would tell us stories about Biggie and how he would like rock back and forth, and yeah, yeah, he yeah. would be in the room, and All it was time. like, yeah, yeah, Big, yeah, and Puff, and and then you come to um, Brielle Studios when I had Brielle. Yeah, Brielle. That's where I met you at Brielle. That's like that was like Wall Street near yes, Wall Street. Yes, well, yeah, you kind of had to walk on the brick floors. Yeah, to yeah, get, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, why right it's always the World Trade yep, Center. Yep, right yep. Next yep. To World Trade that's Center. exactly how I come. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so you had to uh, so. Nobody is better than Howard in your mind from 86 to 90. I mean, I can't I, think I, of You nobody. heard the names I just named. And then afterwards, in the late 90s, you had Taraji and Black Panther. And uh, uh, I don't I can't remember how to say his first name, but the, the dude who wrote, wrote Tahasi Coates or Tahasi? Um, between the World and Me. Yes, yes. yes. He, he went there. His sisters went, he went there. there. Yes, he went to Howard. Um, his sisters went there. There's plenty <laughs> of doctors and lawyers that I'm not <laughs> naming. Matt Middleton went Matt to Middleton, Howard. Yep, yeah, you know what yep. I'm saying? Edwards, my lawyer who passed away, God bless yep, him. He exactly. went to Howard Law. Um, even, even people that didn't go to Howard for undergrad, they went 
somewhere connected to Howard. Like even the big dude in the film business, um, that has macro. He has macro. Charles, Charles Charles King. Charles King Charles went King. to Howard Law. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because so, because him and Kasim went to school together. Because Kasim introduced me to Charles. Right, mm. right. So so Howard just had this effect. Chris Hicks, Chris Hicks, and Nooney and all. Not Nooney, but Chris Hicks and all of them. Yes. Um, Howard just had this allure where you felt the burden of keeping that legacy alive. Mm. It was like, as soon as you stepped on there, it was like, you have a job to do. And you, from Brooklyn, I didn't know that when I got there. I just mm. thought I just thought I was going to get a degree and go about my business. And I was, I was awakened to a culture and a mindset that, I wasn't prepared for. And it was almost a universal mindset. That's what the shock was. Yeah. That they coming from Cali, Chicago, Alabama, Africa, Europe, with the same mindset of that burden that Howard has to keep this torch lit. If you could go back, would you have tried to stay at Howard? I know that's, it wasn't really in hands, but if you could, do you think staying there a full year or the whole four years would have made a difference? Mm-hmm. Happened just the way it was supposed to happen. Amen. You would have got that money. Well, it wasn't even the money. It was, for me, while I was studying, my heart and my soul probably wouldn't have been at ease. Mm. Mm. Got the degree and it's up on the wall. Pat on your back, but. <laughs> when, when did you feel like you were in the business and this what you was going to do? Because I ain't going to lie that For me, it was I, when I turned 34. That was the first time I was like, this is what I do. I didn't because I didn't feel safe saying it was my career because I had like Noah was in it from 05 to 07 then he was out so I seen so many people come in and out so I just never felt comfortable saying that this is what I do for you when was the moment when you was like because I, I heard when you was like you was going to be a nurse, nurse practitioner making 90,000 and you decided to leave but at what moment did you say this is no longer a hustle that I'm making money but this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life mm. um, probably when the reality was when I was either working in one of that bookstore, working at one of the tolls. <laughs> get me out of here, please. Yeah, and you know, and again, all it takes is a spark to get a fire going. Mm. Mm. So I'm making beats in the basement, trying to get on, and someone said, "That's hot, play it again." Do you remember what beat it was? What's up, star? I like to get to know who you are. It's the first beat I sold to. The show soundtrack. It was in 1995. I was wow. still on the road with Mary J. Blige. I'm making beats, but I have my own mm-hmm. beats now. And someone said, play it again. And then play it again. Really? So I played another <laughs> one. <laughs> Might as well. That's hot, too. You got a little something there, Doc. Uh-oh. Mm. A word? Okay. Could I play you some more? You know what I'm saying? Like keep pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I think that's when I realized this is probably what I gotta do. I gotta reinvent, which is fine. I want still want to be a rapper. I still want to spit them bars because I think I'm nice. I'm on my own dick, but <laughs> that window opportunity ain't like this one right here. Niggas are saying play that again, not say that again. Mm-hmm. Play that again. Mm-hmm. So I did, and I said, okay, let me get to work. And I think that was the one opportunity that said, I'm destined for this. And then when I got the check, like he did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. He said, oh, okay. This you know what I'm saying? Yes. Not just a bill paid, 
Amen. Of bills with an S. Mm-hmm. A possible car note. Maybe, maybe that two months in advance for the yeah. rent. Mm. Huh? Yeah. So I think that was the moment when you realize that I got something here and other people see it. That's it. And then they act on it. That's the key. I think that's where our relationship. Yeah. And then it's something that y'all don't know. Dida was very early in discovering. I think he did discover it. I think the thing he doesn't know I took the most pride in was that Dot also discovered Kanye West. I didn't discover. Well, you put him, well, I'm saying you, I, yeah, the first yeah. time we heard him don't on the Don't be humble a, about it now. No, I didn't discover him. No, I didn't. Because somebody brought him to you. But I'm saying okay. you still had to say, yes, I'm going to work with this guy. You could have easily yes. been like, nah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, but you yes. was like, nah, he's yeah. dope. Because yeah, you dope. always tell me the story about when Pharrell bought you while you're over here looking at me. And yeah, you was like, was yo, crazy. this nigga is ill. Oh, like, my God. Mm. I'm asking, like, what is it that you see in talent? Like, that ain't regular degular. That ain't Definitely I discovered the dude that sold a million records. That's like, I discovered life changing talent before anyone else did. That's power. Uh, Kanye, just like Puffy in school and different people, me. There's certain glows that people have, certain attitudes that they have, um, certain confidence, as we say, certain genesis say quoi they have about yeah. them and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. And there was humility too, because he requested to meet me. You always, yeah, I remember that. Right. So. Was it Free that bought him to yeah, you? Yeah, Free Maiden bought him to me. Shout out to Free. And, and shout out to Free. And so I had to hear him, and I said, wow. It, he even says he was bad boy, but he leaned mostly towards my bop. But it had the Midwest samples. Mm. and But it had a groove that, you know, was I told Buck Wild, shout out to Buck Wild. I'm from the school, my ear tells me it doesn't matter. Like, up-tempo doesn't have to be 150 beats per, per minute. Up tempo could be eighty two if the, if it moves a certain way. Yeah, if it has a certain vibe. Swing, yeah. You know what I'm saying? An up tempo meaning not you're gonna do a hustle to it, but so there's certain people that have that glow, and I think he had that glow, and he had the sounds obviously. Obviously, and I look for people that do what I don't do. Mm. I consider myself multifaceted, but I can always give props when I hear something that said, "Wow, I can't do that." That is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, and that's when that's them boys walked in, them Chad and Fer- and Pharrell walked in and played played their music for us. And you, why are you over there looking at me? Why your girl standing mm. there? And they had all this, and I'm looking around at all the hitmen. I mean, they're not in there, but I'm thinking about all the hitmen. I'm like, none of us do that. <laughs> you didn't think to yourself, let's get them to be a part of Hitman. No, Hold on, no. now. they were already kind of. You know, yeah. I didn't discover them. They they kind of was already, but. We hadn't tapped into them fully. Like, Pharrell, they had did something for Total, I believe, but we hadn't tapped into them like we yeah, should have. He, he wrote um, S-double-U-B-B, um, Level B right here. Well, that was for them. I'm talking about for Total. He oh, did something you. for Total, too, inside our walls, but we should have tapped in further. So there's one moment I had with them. As soon as that was heard, it was like, oh, God. It was like, yes, that's perfect for me. <laughs> and we don't do that. Right. So when you listen to our projects as an in-house for the Hitmen... <clears throat> We tapped into other producers' vibe vibrations if we couldn't do that vibe. That's and it makes it, the album, a little bit more universal, a little bit more likable because now we're not boxing in our sound. Yes. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? You're allowing the artist to breathe a little bit too. You see what I'm saying to you? Because look, you know, look at another famous podcaster. He went from real grimy joints to Pharrell Pignori. Yeah. And Pharrell mm-hmm. put a little... 
Yeah, and then took the music up to here. He's coming with T-O-N-Y, invading Y, and then you get with another producer, and next thing you know, it rises a little bit, and it's it's good to the palate. Yeah. And it's good to the people. It's good. The artist is like, I'm not mad at this. Mm. And so that's that's how I learned the A&R, allowing people's sounds, allowing other vibrations to come into the room. And I think it helped the artists as well. You know, I think they res- respected it and kind of was kind of needed. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's needed. Out of all of the hitmen, who has a better catalog, Ooh. bad boy catalog than you? Because I, I can't think of nobody. They all do, actually. Huh? I mean, the ones you know. Chucky, Stevie, I'm Nasheen. I'm talking Bad Boy catalog. Just hits that they did for Bad Boy. Chucky, Stevie, and Nasheen. You go through their catalogs. Well, because... Okay, so... so <laughs> like, okay, so I'm going to run down... I'm going to run down, yeah, yeah. run down five of all yours. Right, five of mine. Just five of yours. Okay. The number one song, in my opinion, in the Bad Boy catalog is all about the Benjamins. Okay. That was you. That's my yes, karaoke that's song. That's, 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 that's D-Dot. That's um, I keep that song alive. Biggie, 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 Can't You See? Hypnotize. That's D-Dot. Um... One of my favorites that people sleep on is Money, Power, Respect. Yes. Money, Power, mm. Respect. The key to life. Like, come mm. on. Yes, yes. Like, um, uh, no, 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 no. Feel, feel so, so good. good. Feel so good. Yeah. And to me, I think one of the bad boys, I mean, I could keep going, by the way. But for me, I think another thing that you did that none of the hitmen did was you created the Mad Rapper. Yes. And the Mad Rapper to me Part of my was, catalog. Yes. Mm. The yeah. Mad Rapper to me was the first time bad boy kind of got petty and was like, because it was always like, we're going to take the up bigger route. Oh, you talking about me, Suge? Hey, look, man, it's all love. I love y'all. But that was the first time it was like, and I remember being a kid and my cousin being like, they got a skit about Tupac. <laughs> you know, oh, we kids. Yeah, I just and talked everybody, about every, that. Everybody, yeah. everybody, I was like, Tupac. Everybody was like, he got a skit about Tupac. He said, this is my fourth album. I ain't got no money. Like, like, By the way, I seen him do the Matt Rapper one yeah, time. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I, I, I remember one time I tried to make him do the Matt Rapper. He was like, Ray, it's not that easy. Yeah, right. It's not, not that easy being funny. And I'm like, nah, but you can just do it. And he's like, this nigga, he, he kind of did it to shut me up, but it was still funny though. Yeah, I can't do it long. My voice is deep. So when I do it, I got, you know, to do it What's your favorite Mad Rapper skit? Good question. Uh, my favorite Mad Rapper <laughs> skit. I, 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 nobody ever asked me that. Uh, uh, wow. I think the one where I said Puff robbed me. You know <laughs> <laughs> I was on one of them albums and I was like, I had, I said, yo, son, I had a dream. Puff robbed me. And Puff was in the back. Yeah, yeah, take that, take that. Give me that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he nice. stuck him up. You know, I saw that. I, 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 funny, I, had, I had Puff come in and do the vocal. My favorite one is when you did A-Ball MJG. And you was like, oh, yeah. Orange Mouth? Yeah. That just <laughs> sound like a Sherbert. That just <laughs> sound like ice cream. It's like ice cream. It's ice that's, cream, man. That's that's from Orange Mouth? Yo, those are some real dudes. Shout out A-Ball MJG. I love, MJG. I love yo, A-Ball I love MJG. Them, yo. them dudes is real, man. I love them. Yo. Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie. I think you have the best catalog. You. And you. you also ran the company. I helped run it. Yes. Well, I mean, you was yeah, like yeah. during that run. <laughs> Niggas be giving me props. I be like, I could have ran with that. I ran the company. Nah, but nah, you. Nah. But I'm, so, I'm, you. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. There's a yeah. nigga that did way less that said he did way more. Oh, absolutely. And my thing is that. And that's I, what I've been trying to tell cats. Cats that have done way less claiming they did more. I've done way more and I don't claim it. You, I produced other niggas' records. I wish you know. did though, because because I, mean, I know, wish that like yeah, I, I know wish everybody that, tells me that. I wish and he would say that to me. We would be like, because I would look at him. I'm like. He, this is my hero. So I'm like, God, you better. I've been around them. They can't fuck with you. And he was like, yeah, but they did artists. That's why you was trying to break, break May and Noah. And he was like, they got artists, so I got to do that. And I'm like, man, fuck all that. <laughs> hey, nigga, you did, you did to me Bad Boy. Only thing I can think Stevie J did on Bad Boy that I'm like, is more money, more problems. And I'm like, woo. 
But there ain't no yeah, record on Bad Boy alone that yeah. you would say, except for maybe Big Papa, that you could say is like next to the Benjamins. The Benjamins is the best song to ever come out of Bad Boy. Got you. Thank you. In my opinion. Thank like, you. Am I tripping, um, Jack? It's one of them. Name a song better. Name a song I better. I mean, I, I, I mean, there's plenty of. It just depends song. on what your what, what your flow what your is. Give me one, is. Um, yeah. give me one I'm then. I'm thinking about um, victory. Yeah, that was yeah. that's Stevie J. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we thinking about iconic bad boy records. Yeah, victory yeah. is iconic. How about Why how about, how about of course? Um, how about um? No, I'm about to do. Go ten, ahead, hit him with, with it. You did that? No, Premier did that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, but you talking about the hitman? I'm talking about I'm talking about the Victory is dope. Get him ready. Victory is dope. Okay. Give me a verse. <laughs> By the way, Doc, so let me tell you I go. We be arguing on the show. He'll be yeah. like, Wu-Tang is amazing. I'm like, they hard to me to understand. He's like, no, not to me. Give me a verse. <laughs> I don't know a verse. Nigga, that's what you proving my point, Two nigga. Lines. Give me a victory. The sun don't shine forever. Ever, but long, as long as we shine, we might as well shine, shine together. together even now, now never. never. You know the next one. Come on, bro. How the fuck is that better? Now give me the verse. <laughs> now, give me the, now give me motherfucking Puff verse the Benjamins. I can give you what you want to do. First man, you fucking with the words. I'm sticking pins in your head like a fucking nurse. Yeah, attacking the nigga who's slacking the back. Oh, he got you. Oh, listen, let me say something. I'm saying another thing. Me and and D. I would be arguing about Atlanta rappers versus New York. He would make me feel like the reason why I did Atlanta commission is because of Doc. Because Doc would be like, because I mean, we'd be in the studio arguing. I'm like, man, tip that nigga in Atlanta. He's like, Ludacris is the illest nigga ever. Crazy. And I'm like, no, he's not. Tip is better. And we would argue about that. He was like, did you hear his verse on Made You Look? Nigga, look at I'm like, Dot, in Atlanta, we don't we like trap music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It so was he, the sound. So Ludo kind of kind of was a little bit more like he could have lived up with us. Right. I, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I want to ask you, Bad Boy has a lot of lineage. A lot of a lot y'all. Of what? Lineage. Like oh, a lot lineage, of people lineage, who come yeah, from lineage, it that yeah. like are legendary. And by the way, this is I'm just asking you this because I would ask everybody this. Do you think there was something that could have done been done better? To keep y'all, cause y'all were the motherfuckers, man. Y'all ran. Everybody was trying to be like y'all. Do you think it was anything better? Cause obviously you had to, You felt like you had to start your own thing. A lot of people felt like that to start their own thing. But do you think there could have been a better way to like keep it together? Or you just think it was like? Cause it was something you used to always say to me. You used to always say, "Puff's my man," but I'm from Brooklyn. I never understood it. <laughs> and he would be like, "I got Brooklyn ties that run deep." What the fuck does that mean? I understand it now because I'm around y'all, like the difference between Harlem and Brooklyn. But he would say, I'm from Brooklyn. I didn't understand what that shit meant to me. It was like, okay, but I'm from Brooklyn. He's from that part, too. Yeah, that part. What part? He's Flatbush. Flatbush. Flatbush area. The point is, I think that many things could have been done better, but it wasn't my show. Hmm. I was a guest on the ship. So from the outside looking in, I could have been. We could have did this, 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 this. I think that all the common things that come into the music business came across our table too. Greed, jealousy, money, chicks, bad music, good music, relationships, everything came. And there's no rule book to how to handle it. Mm-hmm. We were all in our 20s, I think everybody Fails to realize. Jesus. These are not 40, 50-year-old men making grown decisions. These are 24-year-old. Biggie died. He's 23, 24 years old. Yeah. I was, what? Let me see. So the Benjamins came out in 1996. I'm only 28, 27. You're just getting into it. I'm just getting into it. I already had a rap career but like four years, five, six years before that mm. when I was only 22. Mm. We babies. 
And we ain't got nobody saying, okay, guys, at this point, you do this. And then you make a left here, and you go there. <laughs> there was no Google Maps. Right. <laughs> 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 it was no Google Maps. We had to learn on the fly. And you're dealing with a thousand personalities. Everybody mm. on their own dick. Like you said, some people thinking they better than others. There's jealousy going on. Who's fucking this bitch? Who's fucking that dude? <laughs> da, 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 da. Who got more money? Credits. Yeah. Who mm. did what? Who hit the snare? Who didn't hit the snare? Who played? Ah. And it was a lot of us. So I think, I think it was just all par for the course. I think the main thing, money was always the root of a lot of things. You know, at the time in the era that he's talking about, all the hitmen weren't shining. Mm. I just talked to your producer. He named one of the one of the gentlemen, Anthony Dent. When they came around, they oh. were doing they was doing their thing, but they weren't on every project. Mm. Young Lord and you know mm. different people weren't on every project as you thought they you know we all might wanted to be. So then you start wondering, damn, how these three two projects come out and I ain't on it. And then when their projects do come out, they smother it, they kill it, so then they want more. So when, when you know, them guys from Atlanta came up and they bling, 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 doing all that <laughs> shit, and then it's just one or two songs, mm-hmm. you, where's the rest? Yeah. But it's eight, nine more of us in there, and we up there every day, so it was hard to penetrate. So I think a lot of, a lot of it was just timing. Yeah. But if we could have kept it together, I but think I'm, we I'm saying hindsight because there are people gonna see this that are younger, and sometimes those stories just make it like in your mind. In hindsight, is there anything you would have did different, or you think would have been done different? Right. One thing that I'm learning now, I should have been like all over my beats, <laughs> yeah. Because niggas don't Brand know what I did. Right. I'm still surprised. Oh, you did that? I they know I saw, everybody I was like you didn't did like you didn't. They didn't know you did Jay Z. Where I'm from, I'm like what? Yeah, yeah like tag, so, man. like yeah, so. But back then, spell my name right because it's, it's 10 letters and it's hard. Yeah. I need that check Thanks. to be right. <laughs> and I'll take it from there. <laughs> That's all I thought was the job. Mm-hmm. I come and do my job. I get paid. Make sure Angeletti spelled right because you could butcher that shit <laughs> crazily. Three L's, seven T's, no E's. It's like, hell, I ain't Italian. And then <laughs> I'll take it from there. Meanwhile, Puff and Teddy Riley, they all up in it, Jermaine, everybody doing And I'm not seeing the future. Mm. Because I'm humble like that. Yeah. I don't want to be all up in your video mm-hmm. and all over your song and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And then I'm starting to realize, damn, nigga. I should have been in that video. <laughs> all over my yeah. shit. I feel like- you know what I'm saying? But, and I, you know, fuck it. But, I, you know, it's just, I'm watching now. You can't hear a fucking beat come on before the niggas. So-and-so music. Yep. You know, it's oh, like, just yeah. so you know, the producer does the joint. Like, which most people could care less except the industry. Man, you should teach a master class on producing. Definitely. But, well, I, it's hard to do when some people don't understand the, 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 the term. They think that's, producing that's is point. just sending a beat in the mail and I did it. You're the most impo- you're most, one of the most purest producers I've met. You're the person that helped me see the difference between sending a beat and sitting in a room, overdubbing, spinning a song, and making it a complete song, taking a beat. A producer takes a beat and makes it a song. A composition. A, yes, exactly. A full composition. That's what I do. It's part of my catalog. <laughs> Making full compositions, guys. So they know because they, they killed me on Twitter. Is, is they, that, was killed, they was killing your man. Oh, I'm going to defend you. I appreciate that. I don't need defending. <laughs> I, I ain't trying to relation, relationship build with that. none of them niggas. I can give a fuck less. The point is, <laughs> the point is, when people grasp onto something so hard, 
and this isn't anything. They close their minds. Mm, they want to believe what they want to believe. And it's hard to believe that some people shit stinks until they smell it. Mm. It's just hard. And so I'm one of them people to say, hey, fam, shit stinks. It's stinky. And it's okay. And here's how you can make it better. And here's how you can That's make it better. That's what I like. That's the important part. That's it. I have a solution. I don't focus on the problem. Mm. Focus on the solution if I have it. And if I don't, I'll humbly pass it off to the person that does. Mm-hmm. You want let's not avoid the issue. Is the, is the thing I'm, I'm about. But you want the first people to do a song with Eminem, like you, like bro, yeah. you've yeah, done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've been the first guy in a lot of in situations. A lot of rooms. They didn't even know who Eminem and you was. You never even said it. Because like I said, did they spell Angeletti right? Did, did you get the check, dog? That's where I came from. <laughs> it was real. We got the check, dog. Did we get it? Did it hit? Remember, you yeah. stayed up to four. Did it hit? Yeah. It hit Phil. He goes, like, I go, yeah, I'm, I'm out. We out. I'm out. That's it. That's how I was until I realized 10 years later, I should have. All over my shit. You got the drop, You know buddy. what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it now, but it's 30 years yeah. late. I'm late to the party. Yeah. Is anything, is anything that you did that you was like, I know it's going to be a smash, and it didn't? Mm-hmm. And is there anything you did that you was like, I don't know if this is going to work, and it did? Shout out to my man, Sean C. He want me to tell this story. When I made the Benjamins in Trinidad in 96, I didn't come out the room for five days. What? I was in that motherfucker writing. I wrote about 30 rhymes. I'm like, oh, my God, they going to love this shit. Oh, my God. I didn't leave the room. Puff had to come upstairs and say, what are you doing up there? I hadn't made another beat. Everybody else, they making beats, beats, beats. I said, if they don't like this, I'm a, I'm a rapper. That shit had my hair standing up. I brought that shit back to New York and the locks looked at me like I was crazy. No. They didn't fuck with it? What is this? I'm talking about woo woo woo. Pac Man <laughs> dick just went woo woo woo. Like, oh no. <laughs> no. You can't be serious. All them rhymes I wrote in that room, but I knew, nah, this is going to be the craziest record ever. Now, in reverse, my first record on the Mad Rapper album, I dropped some little street shit, Mad Rapper versus D Dot. I just knew it was going to rumble through the streets. All I heard was crickets, crickets, yeah. <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. I was like, oh. And I'm hyped and shit. I'm like, yikes. I got to come back with something. And went to Columbia. I said, we got to drop this M&M record. Yeah. That's the only way this is going to work. Yeah. So the last impression was the record that I thought was going to really kill it. And that shit caught. I made a brick as a promo album. I was like, I that caught a brick and I made one. <laughs> <laughs> I made, I made foam promo. bricks. Like, like, I caught a Brick. Mm. Yeah, so. So Benjamin's was the one that you was like, Benjamin's I knew was this. the one that I, I didn't leave that room for three days. Did, four days who who came up with the idea? Like, who? What I did. Like, so the last time, like, it, who came up with the idea? Like, was it you drilling down? Like, now nah, we got to focus on this. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, yeah. We, we They had to come into the room, and Missy was in one of the sessions mm-hmm. one time. It was like too many people were telling them, this is where it's at. And then we did the, remember, the Benjamin's is two versions. The first time we dropped it, it was just Puff, Kiss, and Sheik. I didn't even had know nothing. that. Yeah, it was just a beat in 96. So I'm already, at this point, I got uh, What's Up Me and Wrong, I What's Up Star out. We just did I Rock a Party That Rocks a Party. Like, mm-hmm. I remember rock that. a Party That Rocks. So we got that going. Then I snuck in this, and everywhere that my crew go, and every Tracy, Tracy Lee. I snuck that in, so now that's rumbling all through New York. I love the sneaking. Yeah, I snuck that in. Rawr, we snuck that in. <laughs> and then the Benjamins hits, but it's just really short, minute and a half, two-minute version. Mm-hmm. Kim is not on it. Can't do none of that. You need a Kim. 
Um, and that's how we leave it. Hypnotize drops. Yeah. I am Stanley steaming right now. Halls <laughs> are ringing. <laughs> I, am. I am fuego and it is on. And then big dies. Oh, no. Were you at the party? Huh? You was at the party? Yes, I was at okay. the party. But prior to Biggie dying, we were already doing a remix to the Benjamins. So I'm in, and this is Biggie's in L.A. Mm-hmm. Biggie did his verse to the Benjamins in L.A. I'm in New York doing Kim's part. At the time, Puffy was dating Sally Richardson. Yeah. That's her on the Benjamins. That's her. That's her oh, saying it's all about the Benjamins, man? Oh, wow. That's Sally wow. Richardson, yes. Look at everybody's face. That's right, crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah, so crazy. Me too. Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. I knew that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm here, baby. I got mm. I'm authentic as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's right. I wanna tell y'all because yeah, you gotta yeah, understand yeah, yeah. this is every day. Yeah, this is every and day. And I'm a and I'm a young nigga coming up and he telling me, Yeah, we just did this with Mary. And I'm like, you know, you dropping names like they not just names. Right, like Yeah. Like you dropping right, names like he's like, Yeah, I gotta get Ellie Reed on the phone. I'm like, nigga, you just acting like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. He's like he gonna answer my goddamn call. Remember when we went to go sit with LA? Um, oh, who's it? Clive. We went to sit with yes. Clive. Larry Jackson flew us up, and we and Clive made me sit in his chair. He said, "Man, you tell it, you come." Yes. Yeah. Yep. He's trying to press them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, picking me up, yeah. and she let me sit in this chair and all. I'm looking at them like he's fucking right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not normal. <laughs> we flew Parrish up with us, and we yeah. was in the room, yeah. and then Larry Jackson was there, and then let me tell you the funniest no story. I gotta tell you one story. So let me tell you something. D-Dot, the reason why I like being around y'all is because it reminds me of my relationship with him. So I called D-Dot because we shop in Noah's publishing deal. I don't know if you remember this shit. We shop in Noah's, Adam Kaplan. Oh, Adam Kaplan. Adam, yeah, 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 okay. lawyer. So we shop in Noah's publishing deal. <laughs> Nigga, they offered him $600,000. Now, mind you, he was broke. He was flat broke, and we just got the event. And now he wasn't broke, but he was broke after an advance, which is a way different broke. Because now you stretch. <laughs> now I was like, I ain't got no more money. I need money. <laughs> right. So d called me. He said, yo, BMG, they just offered us a pub deal, 650000 like 350000 on signing. Call Noah. We good. I never got called Noah. Noah, man, d we got the pub deal. How much is it? So he with all his niggas. This one is Nick. Because that's the thing about Noah. Noah friends ran the show. Mm. What was the name of the crew? Mizike. Oh, Little Miss like, like, what was the name of the crew? Cash Boys. Cash Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so I called Noah. Like, Yo, I got the 700000 I'm already calculating. I get yeah, 75000 <laughs> <laughs> It's on. Mm. Nigga, Jack Dan, this is Noah's response. I say, Noah, I got, I got a, a, a $650,000 deal. We're going to get $350,000 on signing. I need you to, let's, let's do it. He said, hold on, y'all, hold on. Y'all heard that? And you can hear him talking to his niggas. <laughs> Mind you, all his niggas is broke. Nobody know nothing about the business. <laughs> this nigga says, tell them, like Hove said, if y'all ain't talking about large money, what's the point? I want a million dollars and he hung up the no, phone. No, he denied. Swear to God. And I called D-Dot and D-Dot bust out. So I'm like, nigga, it's not funny. But he was always the person that made me no, see it ain't as serious. It's, it's not as desperate. That's good. It's not as serious as you're making it. I'm like, Dot, this is not the end of the world. He was like, oh, man. He was like, man, that's funny as hell. He said, what? I'm like, it's not funny, bro. He's like, nigga, that's funny. So he always made me see tomorrow's coming. Mm. So sometimes you could, you could think it's the end of the world, like a breakup or like mm-hmm. you lost something. You just need somebody around you to say, bro, it's normal. And he, that's what he did for me. He always said it's normal. It's normal. That's, that's this, normal. This is part for the course. This, this, yeah. this, this, this is part, part of the, the game. Keep going. And that's why I keep going. 
So more, more people need mentors like you because we talk about mental health a lot and having somebody that you could call that gives you that type of it's not that serious. There'll be another. Oh, one. but I let them have it too, though. Don't <laughs> oh, no. yeah. they were the other oh, wait, side I want to hear that. I want to oh, hear that. Don't be no. telling me the fuck you know who you fucking with, Uh-oh. and we had those conversations oh, no. too. He would. He would. <laughs> I'll tell you one story. I called him one day. I was mad as fuck because I felt like I wasn't getting acknowledged, mm. and I called him and I said, "Dot, I'm better than everybody." <laughs> yeah. And that nigga says to me. He says, Funk Flex don't know you the best, nigga. He know coaches best. He know coach. I heard coach getting shouted out because me and coach used to sell weed right. three or four years earlier. So that's yeah. my nigga. So right. I'm like, he like, he knows coach. He don't know you, nigga. You got a lot more work to do. Shit like that always just kept like, he, I'm like, damn, this nigga right. Mm-hmm. They don't know me. I got, I could have easily been like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, he right. Humble they don't yourself know a little, right. nigga. A little. And by the way, it's, fast forward. Teron calls me. I wrote this in a book, 2012, because he's like the game not acknowledging me. I'm better than everybody. They still chasing everybody else. And I was like, turn on the radio. Turn on the radio. He's what you talking about? I said, just turn the radio on. And he's like, Ray, I'm in LA. I'm like, just turn the radio on. Then he turns it on. What song is playing? Future same damn time. Let me ask you a question. Did you write that song? No, I didn't write that. So guess what that tells you, nigga? That tells you that the game don't need you. Mm. You need the game. Period. Period. And, and that and that's how Noah got on his run. That'll wake somebody mm. up right there. That'll so do it. So for me, he always Check me. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the thing that I love the most about mm-hmm. him. Like, really important. He checked me. He would not let me breathe. He would not let me feel sorry for myself. Nigga, if I'm driving back and forth to New York, he's not like, do you need gas? Are you okay? <laughs> he wasn't he's like, that's Figure not it. That's not it. And he would send me back to Atlanta. I would go sit down with Noah and talk to him about what we need to do right. And we would do it. And he, he made it happen. Yeah, to figure it out. But he didn't. He didn't take it easy on me, which is what I appreciate, because he could have easily babied me mm-hmm. and be like, "It's okay, Ray. They're gonna know you one day." And he was like, "Nigga, they don't know you. They don't give a fuck to know you." Nigga. <laughs> I'm worried about them knowing me. You. So let me get back. So so we working on the Benjamins. Big lasers verse in L.A. Knockout Kim here. We put to get the record out, and now that record comes out after Biggie dies. You know, so now the record is out, and we like, uh. Hmm. What do we do now? That's the question. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we do now? So, here we are. We got to do Puff's album. But Puff want to quit. It's too much. Because Big passed. It's just too much. You know, but... I say, dog, I ain't come all this far to come this far. Amen. So the beat so that no Biggie, out. the big the beat that Biggie rapped on was supposed to be the remix. No, he didn't rap. I changed it after he died. Oh. He, we rapped over the original record, so I so I, you still got that version? Of course I do. Yeah. So it's, we play it in New York every year, every year. So Kim lays her verse. I got it on tape. Remember, we don't have internet and none of that shit. So I fly to L.A. Me and Puff fly to L.A. The week Biggie dies. I go to his hotel room. I'm there. I'm here. Me and Puff have been working on this album for days. So I get there and I don't call nobody. I go on, you know, Smoke Fest, Fuck Fest, <laughs> Disappear Fest, yep. 97. You know what I mean? I, I just want to disappear. I'm tired. My phone rings 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm staying at a hotel called The Argyle on Sunset, me and Mark Pitts. Nigga, I know you ain't in LA and come check me. Big fuck. <laughs> so I got to go to his hotel that morning. Go to the suite. It's them 
the food trays, like four food trays out in front of the joint. Sees everybody in the smoke. As soon as you got to the elevator, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's early, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And all I hear is victory. Mm-hmm. He laid his verse to victory. And my eyes are lit up. Oh, shit. I wasn't there for it. Yeah. Play it again. I, I'm in here like I don't even want to eat. He go eat, Sammy D Rock. Everybody eat. Here, here, here. I don't want to eat. What nah. is that? Mind you, I got tricks in my back. I got a treat in my back. I got Kim's verse that he never heard mm. to the Benjamins. Oh wow! Mm. So That's he ain't heard that yet. Tucked. So he's playing victory. My turn, my turn, my turn. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I my turn, my turn. I go play that shit so we oh my bitch killed it. You know, big oh, <laughs> So Big heard it for the first time when you played it. In LA. Yeah. Oh wow. Big heard his old album, by the way. So in case people don't know, he mm. heard the old because back then you had to hand in the album super early. Those interludes on the album was big in LA. When I'm talking to Big and I'm going, I'm get you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Get you. All those voices oh, yeah. previously on Ready to Die. Yeah, That's crazy. Him. Oh, what? That's all him. Wow. Previously on Ready to Die. Look, there you go. So I do a couple Damn. of. Yeah, I do. yeah. So all those were done. When I'm, he's goes safe, and I'm on the phone laughing. All I was done, I you can hear him laugh. I remember yeah. you told me, you can hear him laugh. But kill you, motherfucker. Yeah. You said faith that he laughed. That's yeah. why he hung up the phone. That's why I hung up the phone because I, I killed the interlude. So was you, was you on the skit when he was talking about shitting on the bitch? Yeah, well, that was me. him. That's me. That's me on the skit. Yeah. And you never. I, I, I'm laughing when he after he said so after I shits on the bitch. Yeah. I didn't know he was gonna say that. So I bust out laughing, and that's where we cut the interlude off because yeah. he didn't want to hear me continue laughing. <laughs> nah, that's just yeah, 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 yeah. So. So the so the so the after he passes, we want to quit. Can't quit. Change the album to No Way Out, and then I go in and change his part. What was it originally called? The album Puff's album. Either Puff Daddy and the Goodfellas, or Hell Up in Harlem, or one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, I think it was Hell Up in Harlem. Hell Up in Harlem, or Goodfellas. It came, and then I said, we ain't got no way out. We gotta go. We gotta go through the fire. We can't go around Ooh. under. And then we gotta go through, and that's the only way this is gonna work. Because look what we got waiting. Mm-hmm. Faith, Carl, Total, The Locks, Mace, Rob, mm-hmm. Hitman, Kim is our extended family. Cameron is extended family. He's on Undears. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of DMX is extended family. It's too much. We got too much going on. Stop. Uh, so no way out. And then I changed the beat mm. to fix his part to make his part special. So that happened after he died, but he rapped over the original. Benjamin. I say Biggie is the greatest rapper of all time, the most perfect rapper. I think Jay-Z is number one, but I say Big is the most perfect rapper. He can give you all styles. He can give you, uh, he can tell a story. He can give you street rap. He can give you commercial rap. Would you agree with that or you think somebody, or would you say something else? I, I crossed too many errors. Mm-hmm. Biggie is a mix of a bunch of people. So I think for his era, he was great. Um, but I'm, you know, so the, is this somebody me, you would put on his level? To me, the logo of hip-hop is LL Cool J for me. That's mm. the logo. Because everything that we have become, he started. From love songs to rap songs to the way we dress to the jewelry to the bitches to the skin to keeping the skin good, looking young, movies, television, film. That's for me. Jay, Big, and all them Eminem that came later, of course, these are monsters. But their foundation is... Grandmaster Cass, mm. LL Cool J, Slick Rick. Mm. Mm. These are the people they're standing on. Um, you know, so I think Big, I know cats do lists and all this other stuff, but I think Big definitely had a lane. I think he 
was a complete rapper, but I don't think you heard the completed Biggie. Mm-hmm. So you, he was going to get better. You knew he, he was, was going to get better. obviously going to get better. It was, he hadn't even seen half of his life yet. He was only 23 years old. Damn. He hadn't seen Christ. shit. I mean, he'd been overseas, but we ain't seen shit yet. Mm. I still ain't seen nothing, and I've seen mm. it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ain't seen shit yet. Do so, you have a top five? Nah, I can I can never do a top five. I know who I like, and I know whose names don't get mentioned. People like Buster and Kiss and Pharaoh Monch and Eminem. You know, the hate of Eminem in our culture is ridiculous. Eminem will bite these niggas' heads off, period. End of story. Black thought. You know, unsung heroes. Of course, Jay, Big, Nas. Those go without say. You know what I'm saying? Um, tip. Scarface. When you say Tip, uh, you mean T.I. or Q-Tip? T.I. Okay. T.I. Just got to clear that up. Yeah. Noah did Nobody a record with T.I. when he was younger. For That's me, how we got Noah on. Right. He to did me, um, Nacho Cheese. Nacho Cheese. To me, um, uh, what's the other boy from here? Of course, 3,000, three stacks, of course. Uh, he's an he's a alien. Um, and there's plenty more. But, you know, I, I really couldn't. And then from my era, you had the Kazes, the LLs, the Melly Mel's, the Kumo D's, the, those type of guys. Coogee rap, you know, for us, for, for New York niggas, Coogee rap is the original gangster. gangster and original, the flows, the verbiage, everything was like, it doesn't get better than G-rap. That's how we felt. And the clones came, you know, so that's how we felt. So I, I couldn't really do a top five, but I could tell you who deserves what they deserve in the flowers, in my humble opinion. Can you name a better crew better than Hitman? Go ahead. I, I was I was gonna say that um, <laughs> because you know when you think about like production teams, there's not many, but there's only like a couple that can be in the same room with each other. So you know you got organized noise, you got you guys, but there's another you know New York based team that we think about too. Bunch of them. And, um, Track masters. Right. That's where you're going. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. so my question is, you know, you know you've said a lot about catalog recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout you, out to Organized Noise, too. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Like, crazy. Jesus Christ. Thank right. you. Rico. That's my boy. Where Rico? Rico. That's my where nigga. Where Rico? Where Rico? We kept the ball head smooth. Like, yeah. this shit was shine from the moon. Like, it just hit <laughs> off his head. Like, bah! Go ahead. Do, do you think the Hitman's catalog was better than Trackmasters? Better? Better is a relative word. I think it was a lot more of us, so we were able to do a lot more. But for them too, and whoever else they have helping them out, I mean, come on, they should be mentioned with the greats. Again, hum- uh, uh, humility comes in. Tone is from Brooklyn. Tone quieter than me, mm-hmm. but his catalog can't be touched by ninety-two percent of these people. He just don't pull his dick out in front of everybody. It's not necessary. Let the music speak for itself. So I don't say better or worse. I say that they did their thing, we did ours. But I'm always going to be on our dick first, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I think Hitman got Tony Pope. I do. Like, you got to remember, the Hitman was also Jodeci. Like, Tony Pope was one-offs. Did they own anybody? I have no idea. Well, no, I what mean, I mean by that is, like, well, like, like when you think about the Hitman, you, obviously you go big, you know, Mace, you go those guys, but then you also think about the records y'all did outside of Big and Mace. With them too. See, the thing about them, they weren't in-house for anybody. That's what I mean. Like yeah, they, they, they weren't in-house for anybody. They, they just produced for everybody. But, you know, there's, there's, there's smash hits, there's hits, and then there's mega hits. Okay. And I think they covered all three. 
So when you can say you had a smash hit, a mega hit, and a, you know, like that. What's that song where everybody's the Carolina, Cabaret, what is it? Uh, Macarena. Macarena. Yeah. That's a mega. That's yeah. like something yeah. that, you know, like, all you need is one for the rest of your life. Yeah. Then we had smash hits where you're spinning 10, 15 times, you know. Then you got hits. And then there's that fourth category that I think gets a lot of us confused. It's not a smash. It's not a mega. It's not a hit. It's a record that hits. That's what I say. Mm. It's a record that hits, that but it's not. It just. Uh, so I call them mid. Those, I call them Those mid. are those street records. Those are those classic in the, you know, like. Like, that might be like a who shot you. I about to say Biggie who shot you. Like, yeah. that might be a who shot you where it rumbled through the streets, but you're not going to hear that two in the afternoon on the radio or seven in the afternoon on the radio or in the evening. You know what I'm saying? Because our goal, and at least my goal, which I've been trying to explain to everybody is, <clears throat> if I get into the music business to keep it real, then I should go into another business. <laughs> I'm in the record-making business. Mm. And when I'm in the record-making business, you should think to make the best record you can. Mm-hmm. The, in most cases, the best record you can make does not play in the train station. Mm-hmm. It plays on the radio station. If it can. And if that's not the goal, whether I'm from the hood or whether I'm from the suburbs, I don't want to make music to keep it real for a small group of people that think we're ruining the game because we're exploiting what the game is set up to be mm. to make money to if you and make hit records if you can ask certain executives would they rather sell or have a number one record and some would say i'd rather have a number one record because then the branches that's gonna fall off that tree mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um so, I mean, not, you know, so I'm saying I've always been in the record-making business. My goal is to make the best record I can and get the top potential out of it. Mm. That was always our goal. So I always wanted to explain to people, so there's these cultural gatekeepers. Yep. And we need them. They're necessary. They're not negative. But they, their opinion about what, the music should be. In other words, my, I don't tell my kids to learn life's truths in any of their music, in my music or anybody else's. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn that at home from me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, um, when there's someone that says they want to keep the culture alive within a business that is not set up for any culture to stay alive. It's set up for whatever can make money, make it. Hip-hop is not the music business. Hip-hop is not the film business. Hip-hop is what you live outside of the film business. Mm. For all these mm. purists and backpackers that want me to take what I live outside and bring it into a business that has nothing to do with what I'm doing outside and sacrifice what the game is made up for for hit records and money to prove to y'all that I'm from where I'm from and I'm hip-hop, I dare any one of them niggas from the underground whoever to tell D-Dot to his face that he ain't hip-hop. Dare you. Mm. Because of the records I make? Because y'all think, I always ask the backpackers, do y'all go on the road and fuck bitches? Or mm. do y'all go have seance, I mean, uh, meetings and have, because y'all are supposed to be purists, do y'all go have book readings and shit? No, y'all niggas go fuck bitches, spend money, buy cars. Y'all do all the same shit we do. Mm-hmm. Y'all just keep it under the guise of, it's, 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 it's uh, cultural. 
Them niggas go to jail. Them niggas sniff coke. Them niggas smoke weed. Them niggas cheat <laughs> on their wives. Them niggas do negative shit. They act like they in a whole separate category than us. Like they ain't on the road running through hotel rooms. Like they say, listen, after the show, we're going to have a book reading. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> young lady, put your clothes on. Yeah, right. young, yeah, young, yeah. Please yeah. cover up. Please around cover here. up. We're not get the fuck out of here. I better be they, It's a whole mindset that ruins the culture because everybody got their own rules that they trying to imply. If you go back to hip hop, I need someone, and I'm gonna say this on my my baby bro show. Any one of you niggas, please take out the hip hop rule book and show me the rules to hip hop. Mm. Show it to me. No, I it, dare you. Show me the rules of record making, how to live, how to dress, how to do whatever. There are none. None. Zero. We make it up as we go along. And that's it. And usually the person that came first feels like they're the person that could dictate it because they came first. But everything develops and becomes its own. Evolves. Everything evolves. Evolves. So that's, I, I wanted to get that out because I got a lot of hate. <laughs> about me saying I do beats better than somebody. My catalog is this. And, eh. The bottom line is I don't follow y'all rules. Mm-hmm. And your catalog is better. Right. I mean, whatever. I don't, I, you know, that's, that's my opinion and other people's some not. But the bottom line is whatever rules y'all set up, y'all shove them shits up your ass because they ain't no rules <laughs> for this shit. <laughs> Period. Yeah, shove it Sorry, up. No, we no, take no, a I break right there, cut or whatever. Like, no, 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 I love it. It seemed like you've been holding on to that one for a couple nah, of days. Nah, I've been holding that for a couple yeah. of days because I needed these dudes to know that we, you cannot think that the world is supposed to think like you think. Amen. And yes. you haven't donated to the cause like I have. Mm-hmm. I, my donations to the cause, by the way, we got a charity you can donate. Yep. Right. We'll get to that soon, right? You got to plug the charity. But yes. By the way, I'm I'm part of his legacy right here. I I claim I donated to the cause. He he groomed me, put me in the game, changed my life. Put me in the game, changed my life. I still have lessons that Dot taught me right now that I'm still applying to what I'm doing. I still apply. Was told to shootouts to stay low and keep firing. That's Mm. how I live my life. Mm. I stay low, but I keep firing. Mm. Mm. So in today's hip hop, in today's business. Do you still want to work with the younger artists? Like, do you want to roll in it? Absolutely. I like what my kids like. Mm. My daughters be listening to all of them. Is anybody yeah. younger that you want to get in the room with? Uh, let's see. Because um, I would love to make it happen just up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, make it happen, man. I love Joey Badass. Yeah. I like yeah. him. He's the best Brooklyn style. Down here or in the South or somebody's doing something. You know, I love, I, I said I love Cole, Drake, Kendrick, and all. I'm trying to think somebody new and young and fresh that I heard. I'm like, oh, that kid is hot. Oh, she's hot. Um, damn. Give me a minute on that. How, how do you feel about today's female rap? Because I know that you, you was one of the first labels that went out with your first main artist being a woman, right. Lady May. Lady May, yeah. Like, he put a woman in front of his company. I like, this so is what, that was, huh? No, I'm interested to hear that. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, like, how do you feel about today's rap? Because Lady May would have had a chance if she was out today. Yeah, I think my humble opinion, again, this is my humble opinion. When I was coming up in the game and... To me, in my humble opinion, each rapper, female or male or singer, they were individual identities, different voices. And that was our goal, to find somebody that wasn't Mary, but you know, had the potential what Mary can do. We didn't need seven Marys. We didn't need seven Faiths or seven Whitney Houstons. So I think that started dying and there became a, a monochrome or mono. One way to look at female rappers, and I think Little Kim, Foxy, and Nicki 
became the poster child for what you're supposed to be. So everybody that came after them, I don't see anybody not trying to achieve that goal. And then the ones that are, they're either super rough and grimy and boys and they're <laughs> or they're Mr. Logical they over here in the in the we don't know what they're saying. But the ninety percent is all, you know. <laughs> working. You got that's this. it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, my pussy, my dick, and y'all niggas and bitches don't fucking all the lyrics are the same. There's no stories, no come up. You know what I'm saying? No, my moms and pops mix me with Jamaican rum and whiskey. What you know, none yeah. of that type mm. of you don't hear there come. It's just, you know, who got the who, you know, that's it. Same with the males. I think they all wanna, you know, you know, I'm dying, you know, life is hard, ah, all this auto tune, like, you know. So then you get the real rappers coming through and they getting vitriol, they getting hate, oh y'all niggas, you know, they soft and you know? so nothing has changed. So that's why I said I just let these kids do what they do. I think it'll evolve somewhere and somebody'll say, I'm tired of this shit and there'll be a young Nas come out of here or a young Jay Z or a young, you know, Lauren Hill that may pull out and, you know, come from that. So I think I think everything is safe. Hip hop is safe. We just got to go through ups and downs. It's not over. Everybody panicking. Like, hip hop is over. <laughs> it's never over. No, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's, yeah. a lifestyle. it's who we are. It'll just evolve into something else. And all us old dusty niggas will be out the way and they can do all types of other shit later on. I think Lil Kim, Kim verse on, I, I don't think there's been a better rap verse to me than Lil Kim's All About the Benjamins verse. Or what about the one she did on? Um, Hot damn hole, here we, we go, go again. again. Like, yeah, like a rock bitch, bottom the top bitch. That was hard. Yeah, but that was hard, but, that was hard, but that was hard, nothing, that was like, I got you, nothing yeah. in it was harder than, so yeah. you want to rumble with, with the, the B, B, huh? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. What? I don't Dressing care. Dressing all black like a homie. That's <laughs> one verse that men sing. Because yeah, that's this is that they hit the That's my point. I'm like, and I think that, I think that's number one. I think Nikki's verse on Monster is number two. Yeah. But I think Kim's, from what I think hip hop is, I don't think. I think that's the, 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 the best verse probably females, probably city girls, real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. That's really a good one that stands out. But Kim's verse on All About the Benjamins to me is untouchable. Female rap, untouchable. It's a, to quote, me, that it's is, a hip-hop quotable. That is the bar. Yeah, to me, bar. that is the bar of where hip-hop can be. Yeah. And I mean, you got to even look at it from this standpoint. They let her go last. Mm -hmm. She come out with no clothes on but a mink, Ate a bra and panties and mm. a mink on. What? Looking nigga, that is that? rap, nigga. That is hip-hop. That is hip-hop. That is hip hop, nigga. Holding yeah. her ground. On what, nigga? Like, and this niggas is around her. She ain't twerking. You don't, you could be sexy without trying to twerk. That's Only the female <laughs> in my crew. You could be sexy without trying to twerk. Y'all want to do making the cut? Making the cut. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's present. Let's present. Making the cut presented by two. Well, I, I, I did, but I mean, if we want to go to Now, you can ask good, afterwards. Nah, I just, I want to get his thoughts because I just want to hear his thoughts. So, Doc, we're going to give you three options. You got to pick one to sign, one to put into development, and one to cut, and you have to actually say all three. You can't. You got to okay. say all three. I'm gonna give you three options. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off easy, okay. easy. It gets harder. What you say? I'm gonna start easy. Okay. Life after death. No, I'm sorry. Ready to die. All eyes on me. No. Mm, I'm switching to, it up. I'm you're making to go it up. First you're going album. On. I'm going debut album. Okay, debut album. Ready to die. Mm -hmm. Get rich or die trying. Mm -hmm. Reasonable doubt. Get, get rich or die trying, you signing that. That has smash hits all over it. Uh, period. 
probably have to develop Ready to Die. Um, I probably have to drop Reasonable Doubt. Well, you want Reasonable Doubt? No. Okay. You really drop Reasonable Doubt? Right. I'm like, hold on. Dog. And they from, and by the way, you know what I like He's about Doc? He's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. And he gave him my Queens. To me, that's how I was, that's how I was raised by. No bias over here. Right. Um, and I got to tell you why. Okay. So, obviously, 50, that album for a debut album was a one we gotta we gotta bow down to that period um i think <laughs> i think the reason i'm saying ready to die is because reasonable doubt had the benefit of hearing ready to die reasonable doubt had the benefit of hearing what he could do ready to die didn't have a you know it. A blueprint. You know it. Ready to die didn't have a blueprint. <laughs> Ready to die didn't have a blueprint. So, you know, we have to understand that a lot of the greatness we saw from a lot of these rappers and producers and different people, their foundations, they, they were pre-gamed. They had information, inside information, that the normal record people didn't have. Mm-hmm. So... If you were rocking with, you know, uh, when Blue had his management mm-hmm. and you had them, there are people that are coming to the studio that are coming later, but they're sitting up under Blue and outcasting mm. these different people, and they're just getting all these lessons and learning, and you just and you don't realize you're throwing jewels out to people because mm-hmm. you're just in your normal vibe. Mm-hmm. But some people are in there catching them shits. Yep. <laughs> throwing them shits in their pocket for later on yo when I was in the studio with them niggas this oh that's how they do it yeah nigga do it like that we gonna be out of here Mm. so I think Reasonable Doubt had that they had the the, the advantage of hearing what Big was at they had the advantage of hearing not only Big but All Eyes On Me and everything else that came before to say I need to go hold on Reasonable Doubt came in after All Eyes On Me I don't, I don't remember. I just, whatever oh, Tupac was, was like before, 95. whatever Tupac albums came before yeah. that, I'm just saying. Be Against the World was probably more yeah. with Reasonable so Doubt. So that's probably like, why I would drop Reasonable Doubt, just simply because it, it was pre-gamed. It had a little bit of, you know. Dipset, Deluxe, Wu-Tang. Oh, no. Excuse me? <laughs> don't Dipset, do that. I'm going to start backwards. Right. Dipset, dropped. I knew it. I knew y'all yeah, didn't yeah, really. Why would you even do crazy. that? I knew he was getting out of there. <laughs> that's not fair. You they both collectives like of MCs. No, they're not. No, no they're that's not. not even. No, this is not, not a collective of MCs. It's not. not enough. It's a collective of a couple of MCs and opportunists. Okay. I gotta get to knife out my chest. The locks are MCs. Wu Tang MCs. Mm-hmm. So we keeping Wu Tang. We dropping. We <laughs> developing the locks. You develop the I'm locks. Keeping so Wu Tang. <laughs> uh-huh. First thing first, man. You fucking with the worst. I was thinking, yeah. And I'm developing the locks. I, I'm back. I heard I was not. I can't come back to New York because I said the Wu Tang was overrated. Man, <clears throat> Wu Tang was overrated. To me, they're, they're not. Yeah, number, they're, come, they're not number two to me. me. They're not. They're. they're I think Outkast is number one. I think Wu Tang is top seven groups of all time. I mean, I I don't know who to even say, but Wu Tang Run DMC is no fucking joke for us. Watch this. Can you give me a verse? Any verse? We'll take yes, I just can. spit one. I just spit one. I can set it off. <laughs> Swing it through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man and all. TikTok will keep ticking. Come on, don't do that to I am hip hop. You showing him. I, I am, am hip hop. By the way, I'm too. I know, I know, I know but don't do Wu-Tang. He got his verse right. <laughs> don't do, you know, I'm saying, I'm just saying. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. That's my Yoda. Yeah. That's what yeah, I learned yeah, from. Yeah, I had yeah, to learn yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You cannot come around Dot. Noah, no, I ain't lying. Noah is right there. You cannot come around Dot not knowing your shit. He, you better know your shit or he going to put you on blast. Mm-hmm. How you don't know this shit and you in this shit? Well, you talked about groups. I mean, there's unsung groups and then there's groups. But there was very few groups where the MCs were equally nice. Okay. That's hard to do. You know what I'm saying? Where both MCs get on and you like, you can't choose between either. Then there are groups where you can obviously, there's a big difference between Buster and the other two leaders of the new school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty obvious to yes. see. No disrespect, but it was obvious to see. Yeah. In Onyx, it was obvious to see, see Sticky, Sticky Fingers, Fingers was, was just yeah. a different type yeah. of dude. But then you see Run DMC, they both had this flavor. One I ain't gonna lie, Run was the one, one to me. I ain't gonna lie, Run was a little bit better than Well, he was DMC. just more of a character. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. lyrically, D is writing all of that, and he has his own flavor. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> this. Don't get mad. It wasn't this. It wasn't this, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, for me, Wu just had, you know, the, the main five guys was all you needed for the rest of the guys. By the way, I said that. I said Method Man, ODB, Ghostface, Raekwon. But then I said the reason why they can't be oh, top oh, five oh, to oh, me. Oh, 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 Inspector Deck, please. <laughs> Inspector Deck. Jizzle and for was me, hard, too. And for me, Jizzle was hard. Yeah, Jizzle was hard. That's what I said. Jizzle was hard, too. <laughs> Inspector Deck was one of them guys that you didn't get to hear that I actually tried to do an album with because if I would have did an album with Deck, y'all would have saw a, a different Deck. Woo. So that's for me. You know what I think? Like, <clears throat> we be talking about this a lot. But I did records with Ray. Yeah. You know, he was on Ghetto. I, I think, I think um, with, with Deck, his moment that he missed that I think he would have had a different career if he would have had that last verse on the Tupac song. What song? I, the um, I got my mind made up. I mean, I, I, that one. No, I didn't he, even know remember he at the that. end. Of, he goes, "I and that's the rebel," but he had a whole verse. Oh, that was him. But they cut the verse. But I feel like, I mean, you know, Wu Tang Forever and all that shit came out afterwards. But I feel like if if that would have came out, I think his trajectory would have been a little bit different. In my opinion, mm. I think that was a catalyst that kind of like. You know, I mean, if coulda, woulda, shoulda, right. I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. About I got a that. couple more for you. As yeah, a producer, yeah. as a producer uh-huh. only, Timberland, Dr. Dre, Neptunes, producers only. Uh, I'm probably gonna go uh, the Doctor, Keep, keeping Dr. Dre, keeping Dr. Dre. Um, I'm probably developing uh, Pharrell and the Neptunes, oh. and. Tim will probably have to get Ooh. dropped. And the only reason is that because the doctor's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Just the doctor. I think Pharrell and them were just a little bit more universal. They write, they produce, they sing. They, you know, if you're taking them in their totality, you probably get a lot more production. Whereas Tim has to go and find the artist to put mm-hmm. on the records every time. And where Pharrell could just sing it and even perform it. If, like me, okay. if I want to, I could write the song, sing the song, rap the song. That's a different element as a producer that you, that you bring to the table. So that's probably why I probably why I was good for that. I got. I'm gonna give him three more. I just because this is my yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Because I, I want to hear his opinion. Right, right, right. Like, this is how. By the way, this is how I learned from him, guys. Mm-hmm. I would be I'm not room. saying I'm he right. Knows this. No, I'm no, but it's not even that. I like the perspective. The perspective gives me value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I got. I'm gonna give you three more. Um, Big, Pac, X, DMX. 
probably keeping, I'm signing Pac. Or the other option is to donate twenty dollars to the kids who just want to do. That. <laughs> I probably end up developing big, and I'm sad to say that DMX would probably have to come down some. Mm. And uh, <laughs> 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 um. Pac, it was just something about Pac and his universal appeal, his universal record making, um, and his and his insight that I think he would have gone, which he already is, but it was plain to see he was going to be bigger than his music. Mm. So from an artistic standpoint, we're talking about... <laughs> On the Beatles level, on the mm. Bob Marley level of his impact. Mm. DMX, probably the reason I'm dropping it is not because of anything concerning talent or music or anything. I just think that his style of music had a cap on it. Mm. Okay. Meaning not he had a cap. The records he was making... <clears throat> the, the style. I can see that. Whereas Big, I think, hadn't even reached what he was supposed to be. That was probably the hardest one because I'm the biggest DMX fan. I made three records with DMX. I made zero records with Tupac. And the records I made with Big. But I, un as a realist, I understand that what Pac's impact was. I understand what Big could have been. And I understand what DMX was right out the gate. Like, that's the most rawest, like, Jesus. So development for, like, mm -hmm. how do you develop well, you, DMX? Like, it's like, how do you develop that into what? Yeah. It was already raw. what it was. Yeah. It was like, so I, it's hard, you know what I mean? So that might have been the hardest one, but respect. If I could, I wouldn't drop none of them. I got two more. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I'm going to go Young, and then I'm going to go Classic. Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick. Drake <laughs> Drake is getting signed Jesus Christ I'm making J. Cole and Kendrick a group Fuck it Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's a first one That is a first one Jesus Christ. Did that. I like oh that Oh my though. god yo What's the Come name of the group? <laughs> Whatever they want to name it I mean these dudes is like I wish I had a chance You know To rock with these dudes Just I think I would get more out of it than they would. Last one. J. Nas M. Damn. <laughs> I'm the biggest Eminem fan there is, yo. I think culturally, yo, for this question, I'd have to sign J. Probably have to develop Nas. That sounds painful to you. I couldn't even look at the camera for that one. <laughs> mm. um, because them three dudes are aliens. You know, it's, it's certain people that was just sent here for a reason. 
Mm. And I left Nas out of a storytelling conversation that I shouldn't have, but I didn't yeah, think of it. Crazy. But I think Nas is one of the best storytellers of our generation. Um, Eminem, I mean, if you remove his color, I, I, think the on, I think the only thing, what he did to me, and this is what I was attracted to Eminem for, is because he didn't try to be, be black. Videos had white people in them. He was his content was talking about giving his mother pills and putting bitches in the back of the truck and stabbing them and killing them. The audience he was talking to was not us. <laughs> and that's why I say that's that's, by, that's, that's why I always say he can't be in my top ten because he created his own world and played by his own rules. And in hip hop, you have to make a girl record as, as hard as DMX was. He still made too many games are being played. How's it going down? You mm -hmm. have to. Right. Method Man, as lyrical as he was, he still had to play you all that I need. I'll be there for you. In our world, you to be a global star, you have to have two things on your in your catalog in rap, black rap. It's a song for chicks and a song for the club. Well, I wouldn't necessarily categorize them that way, but because a song for chicks could be a song about anything. Chicks like hits. Mm -hmm. I don't think they need a song about them for them to like the well, I mean, rapper. If you think about it, like like you said, LL Cool J laid the blueprint. I need love is the first love song of all time, rap right, love right. song of all time. Right. And now that's a part of you. Got artists like Fab who's built a career on making girl records. Mm. Right. Ply's first eight records was just girl records with right. R&B right. singers singing the hook. Right, right, right. So that's right. what I mean. It's Eminem. Then he kind of could do. Hi, my name is Slim Shady, and it's like we gotta let him do that because it was almost like he was a foreigner. Plus, nobody else can do that. Nobody. That's my point. It's like yeah, that was something yeah, that we never unique. heard. So when you hear "I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady," all the other Slim Shadies, it's like only you can get away with that. Yeah, and yeah, to yeah. me, I feel like that's why I can't put him in the category because Jay Z had to. It was Pop just, it's just, it just his audience. He wasn't talking to us, so it was hard for his records to resonate with us because it's hard to hear some of the content. Mm -hmm. That didn't apply to our lives. Yeah, it was you know unfamiliar to us. It was unfamiliar to us, but we you can't deny his record making skills and the end result of his records. So and his just the, if you sat and listened, whether it was for you or not, the shit was incredible. Yes, that's my point. So he can rap like you yes. can't take that from him. So those three guys, it's hard. But like I said, I probably would uh, keep Jay, develop Nas, and drop Eminem just simply because of the audience. And Eminem, he. He he didn't. He slaughtered Lean Back Remix, and I ain't talking about a good slaughter. He slaughtered the BET freestyle. I don't know how anybody went after him. Remember that BET freestyle that joint? I was like, yo, you, this should end at Eminem. It should just end right here, for real. But yeah, that well, was you hard. said slaughtered in a bad way Nasty. to me because he didn't rap on the rhythm. But the reason I bring up Lean Back, oh, I've been slaughtered in a good no, way. No, he been slaughtered a good way. Been right. oh, you but been the reason I brought up Lean way. Back was because Lean Back was the first time Eminem jumped on a record that wasn't like even when he did Renegade with Hove, it was still an Eminem record. Now when on Renegade, up, I've heard people think that Eminem killed Jay on Renegade. Do you think that? Nah, I people think have said even. that. I don't. I don't get it. Those I think there was even. I okay. think that. Uh, like there's I think an even. There's an even. <laughs> I didn't know there was an Good even question. in hip hop. It's either somebody killed somebody else or somebody. I didn't know there was an even. Well, if I had to say somebody killed somebody, I'll give M fifty one J forty nine. It was okay. M's record. Like okay. Jay had to find his path on it. Okay. Eminem made he, and not only that, people don't know Eminem produced that record. People mm -hmm. don't know Eminem was producing records, yeah. and he was and he was not only producing records; he was producing records, and he wasn't charging no black artists. I don't think people I give him enough. Knew that one. Oh no, he was like he didn't charge no rappers. If he gave you a beat, it was free. That's dope. That's why I love him because he actually is the only white kid to me that actually paid respect to our culture and did it his way. I just can't put him over a Jada Kiss because Jada Kiss had to play it go go through the gauntlet. That's that's the only reason I'm saying. Mm. 
I also said Jada Kiss is my number three rapper out of New York history, behind mm. Big and J. Mm. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he ain't touching that with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kiss I'll leave, is ill. I, I, I do too, but I, I don't get it. But I think he's ill because he doesn't complicate his rap. See, I'm I'm big on like, and we we go back we go back there and talk about it all the time when I think about our arguments. Because D. I will tell you guys, I wasn't a do boy, and I did not sit around and just say yes. I will argue back with him. He got an opinion. I will argue. I'm like, you crazy? Abel MJG. Like, he was like, what, nigga? Like, we will argue. I'm, but I stood on what I believe. So this ain't new. Like, this ain't me getting the mic in my face. This is who I was before I had a dollar in my pocket. Absolutely. Mm. I was not afraid to say. Too I'm, short. I remember, yep, yeah. I, remember I, played, I remember I played him a beat. It was an Emily beat. And I remember I went to him with the Emily, Emily beat. Emily. And I was like, yo, D-Dot, this is the best beat I ever heard in my life. <laughs> and then Bonja and Mark pulled me to the side. We left. They was like, how dare you? You remember that, Noah? How dare you tell D-Dot that's the best beat ever made? Do you know who he is? And I'm like, but I think the nigga liked me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that it was kind of like, I think the nigga liked me, because he kind of was like, what I'm you say? I'm going to tell said crazy out of his mouth, too, one day. Uh, what's the brother? The rapper brother? Timmy. Timothy. No? Tim Timothy? Tim Timothy. This nigga Ray said, Timothy is nice as big to me one day. Mm. I looked at that nigga. I said, dog, don't go over to their country no more. Whatever, you, whatever they smoke, whatever they, whatever is in the air when you come back, yeah, yeah, Timothy is not Biggie. He said that to me one day. Can I tell you something? I like that favorite. Mm. By the way, that's the kind of confidence you have to have to win with somebody. If yeah, you think, yeah. If you think... But you should have lowered, lowered the ball. Hold on, hold on. I still think... I'm going to say this. I still think uh -oh. Noah's a better rapper than 99% of niggas in Atlanta Oh, history. yeah, I still think that No too. nigga got a better line to me than when you said... Fucking, uh, uh, she said my attitude is stank because I'm the shit. <laughs> bitch, please spray the Febreze. Like, it was like, he was, like, he was yeah. a rapper, but he was from Atlanta, so he yeah. didn't get it. So I was always the guy on the outside fighting for the niggas on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he right, though. I did say that about Timo. And that Timo one I couldn't, day. Shout out I, to Timo. I couldn't no, believe that. I couldn't, I, I don't think you can't. I always felt like D Dot should be as big as Puff. I always said that. He was like, yeah, but Puff did what? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I sat in the room with you, nigga. I seen you work. You made me great. You helped mm -hmm. me get great. You changed my life. That and was, I, that was my a life small not part of Puff's greatness. The reason why I know and I can say out loud that I haven't achieved those goals, it wasn't because of my musicals. It was because I didn't make the sacrifices in life that those dudes had to make. It's really simple. You have to make sacrifices and the hard choices to achieve certain levels. You have to make people unhappy. You have to make people uncomfortable. You have to be the bad guy 99.9% .9 of the time. You got to make the hard decisions for yourself and other people. Some people don't even know how to make decisions for themselves to better themselves or better their conditions. So the Puffies, the Jays, the Rays, and, and the Jermaines, and the Babies, and what we don't see behind the scenes is the decisions and the sacrifices that people have to make. I made a conscious choice to say, fuck that. I told this on another interview. I saw Busta Rhymes, because I'm going to use it, because it was heartfelt for me, cry because he chose to do a, a show or something over his son's high school graduation. Ooh. Oh, wow. So, again, I applaud that in a certain way. You know, I don't know if he regrets it or not, but I applaud that because, again, when you choose to do something and you put it all on the line, that's exactly what it means. You put it all on the line, and some things are going to fall through the cracks. I said, I ain't missing this daisies or the, or the Girl Scouts. Right. Mm. That's just me. I remember that about you. By, by the way, he ain't lying. I remember while we were being in the studio with D-Dot, when his daughters called, and they were little girls, he would stop. 
talk to his daughter, wife, everybody. He didn't give a fuck. It was like, and I remember, I still call my niece Alexis Lex Diamond because you called Lex your daughter Diamond. Lex Diamond. Lex Diamond. Like, I still call me, that's my nickname to my niece because right. of you. He's like, Lex Diamond. I remember they, and they would rap to you or like yeah. say little cute shit. She's on Mad Rapper first album. I'm trying to figure out if I would be able to forgive my father if he forget, if he You can forgive him when you get graduation. older because you're going to understand but that's yeah, that's the sacrifice. That's where that's coming from. See, but they don't get that until later. Again, that's the, but you have to know that, that I, I didn't rate, my daughter was in Atlanta. The one he's talking about, mm-hmm. she was living here. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that didn't live with me. Okay. I'm flying down here, coming to see her. And those, I used to tell her mother and her, certain things she just won't understand now. Mm-hmm. So when she moved up to New York and she's 19, 20, our conversations changed because now she want to know where you was at. Mm. What was you doing? Mm-hmm. Why was you there every day? Yes. So she needs explanations. And at 19 or 20, it don't sound the same at 28, 29. Exactly. Mm, you're right, because 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 you get as you get older. I always say you can't appreciate your parents until you get old enough to understand the sacrifices that they made. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like it's hard to judge a mom if you if you ain't a mama. Right. Like you so want a mama. all them dudes that 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 look like they on some treacherous snakes and all that shit. Y'all be labeling people. If you really knew the sacrifices that people had to make and the conscious choice they had to make, and I just decided I'm married 25 years. Mm, That's something I, I decided to do. In 1998, I got married. I'm hotter than fish grease. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I said that I don't want that life mm. for me, which means I probably won't make those that extra comma in my shit, which is fine. I'm cool with that. But some people ain't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say, I ain't getting married. I ain't having no kids. I'm going to just have baby mothers. Or I can't do that because I need, I need that check. I need that check. I need that paper. I need that paper. I need I, 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 I just didn't chase it like that. Mm. And not wrong or right. It just wasn't. I like money, but it ain't going to make me lose sleep. I, I, used to, I used to lose hair in a section here. Or when I did have hair, stressed out, a piece of hair would come out. Mm. Or a piece of my bed, I be walking around, this whole shit is blank because I'm stressed the fuck out over mm. some shit. Mm. I was like, this ain't right. This 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 can't be life. I'm just watching just hair just fall off my face like this, like mm. on my shirt because I'm stressed the fuck out. I was mm. like, oh, no. Mm-mm. And this ain't my daughters. This ain't got nothing to do with marriage. This ain't got nothing to do with some real life shit, cancer. It's nothing. This has to do with somebody in the music business. You can't be serious. <laughs> no, not for me. Oh, thank you. You, you said you got a funny Nas story. Funny Nas? Did you say a, a funny Nas story we stopped? No, he was saying that he um he forgot to mention Nas in the storytelling. In the storytelling as far as being a good, good storyteller. storyteller. I was saying oh, people ask me who they f- five storytellers out there. I like Slick Rick, Cube. Um, you know, there's plenty more, but I had mentioned Big and Rob because we were talking about Black Rob being a good storyteller. And I've tried and I said DMX because again, he's one of them artists where his raps weren't necessarily stories, but they were so visual. It was mm. like, how could you not see it? You know what I mean? So, and I just said, I forgot to leave Nas gotcha. off that list. Can, can you give me, can you give us one big line that was for somebody that we might not know? That was for somebody? Like, oh, I know. Like mean. a shot. Like a somewhere. shot. Like just a shot. You always told me, but you always told me about one story where you was like, he, it was like, he has a line like, why you sitting with them? Two dicks or something. Son, he was like, son, I'm surprised you run with them. I think they got coming them. Cause they nothing but dicks trying to blow up like nitro and dynamite sticks. Man, I smoke hydro, rock diamonds that's sick, get paid off my flows. He was talking to specific people. How about this line? <sighs> Niggas talking it, but ain't living it. Yeah, Cristal pop. Nope, he was talking directly to LOX. Oh, right. What on the record with them? 
You're not gonna you're not gonna diss me on hold. My, oh. I think I had heard that one before. The disrespect. Because then I saw I that's saw, on UFC, right? That's on yeah. UFC. I, 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 he, I, they coming in because when they when they came through, they was like, you know, we got the Benzes and we doing this and yeah. you know they they was balling, but they they really wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And Big came in, so okay, fellas, I got you. Niggas talking it, but they ain't living it. Cristal Puff from Symphony, and the niggas was like, ooh, we talking I told the same thing with the Tracy Lee record. Tracy Lee, we had to play big. Uh, we had to play Trey for big. Big heard Trey. I was like, oh, that kid is monster. But I'm going to have to spank him. I said, who the fuck starts a verse off of a record with, fuck that. I preach it. My nine reaches the prestigious, right? From the ding. Who starts off a verse with fuck that? Meaning, there's no holes barred here, youngin. I'm about to rip everybody's heads off. What, was you and Big Relationship kind of cemented from the jump because y'all both from Brooklyn, even though y'all, and y'all both was in business with Puff, a Harlem guy, like, or, or Mount Vernon? Like, there was nothing automatic with fucking with Big. Yeah, because I'm going to ask Brooklyn that because I've, I've been watching <laughs> interviews now and I've seen somebody say Big didn't want to. Do the record with Craig Mack because he really fucked with Craig. He, he didn't, didn't like Mur- Mace Murder because he was like, how no, no, he's like, murder. He, he, he he's like, like how you go like from Mace. Murder Mace to Mace now? Like this nigga dropped Murder. Like they say he would like. That's not a. That's not a dislike. It's it's a observation. Got you. Meaning, again, people come in wearing one uniform, mm-hmm. but really the uniform underneath is who they really are. Mm-hmm. Got it. And some people can see that. Some people can't. Mm-hmm. So, in the music business. Sometimes your family can check you. It was no way I was working with anybody named Murder Mace when he walked in. Mm. I want my daughter to fuck with him. Look at this nigga. He got dimples. He got the waves going on. He dressing fly. His nails is done. And he's talking that thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to call you Murder. Mm. Tracy Lee's name was L-Rock. L-Rock? We on campus bitches is like, hi, Trey. Hi, Trey. I'm like, you Tracy Lee, nigga. Mm. What we gonna make up? What we gonna make up? What we gonna make up with L Rock Tracy Lee? Yeah, L Rock Tracy Lee. Hi Trey. Yeah, I rather that. So you know, I think evolution. No, I think just just evolution. But um, did I lose the subject? No, no, you good. I I just want you to talk because I I used to hear this shit all the time. I used to love hearing the stories because that was the shit that because sometimes you the inside just lets you see what it's really like. And it lets you see that it's all business. It's all business. And a lot of times we be thinking it's not. We be wanting to do what we want. But it's business at the end of the day. When I met Big, I walked up on him. Big is hip-hop. Big studied and all that. When I got introduced to him, I put my hand out. And he did the... No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he did that to me. Big no. did that to me. Because nigga, he's like, nigga, I know who you are. I watch you on Video Music Box. Because uh-huh. I was a rapper. Yeah. I'm on TV. And, I, and so, so now I'm like, okay, cool. So now That's dope. I smoke weed. And I'm not smoking with everybody else. I got my own weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sees that. I know a couple of OGs from around the way. I'm pretty known in Brooklyn from you know, different things. <laughs> so, Diversity. and people I know, I'm, I'm not a gangster far from it, but I know gangsters and I run with them and everybody loves Lil D. So, those things resonate. So, when you walk up on somebody, you know, you, you come carrying a little business yeah. card. So in that point, and then I met his peoples, and they all real, and Gutter's my age. Mm. Even though Big and all of them was younger, Gutter was my age. Yeah. So me and Gutter, it was when, when he finally came home, we, me and Gutter hit it off. So it, it just developed into a relationship. And then 
conversations. When you hear, you can say, "I fuck with this nigga." You, I'm educated. I, I'm and I'm street, and I don't. I come in peace. I want to see you win, big man. Mm. And I'm gonna do everything I can to help you mm. win, because you're gonna help me. So that was that was that was our relationship, and that was my relationship with everybody. I was happy to be there what, because I wasn't qualified for none of those jobs. But, but what also made you try crazy shit? Like I remember you tell the story about the girls that was on Mace record. It was like this is not Mace, and he was like, no, no, those was real girls we just met on the street. It was like, yo, come to the studio. Yes. <laughs> then you tell a story about how you met Carl Thomas. He was like, oh, this nigga ill. Come to the studio. Yes. Like, or, the, or the mad rapper in the yeah. is the is the front desk girl. Her real name was Shay. And the yeah, guys she worked that job. She was she, like, hey, and our admin person, that job. Yeah, she was, right, Shay. Yep, Shay. Right, Shay, she ended up going to job. From New Rochelle. And the studio <laughs> manager, his name was Trevin Jones. He's really Puffy's cousin, and he really talked like this. How are you? How are you guys? And I was like, yeah, one day I'm going to get you an interlude when the opportunity came. Mm. I grabbed Shay because she talked good. How y'all doing today? That's Shay. <laughs> and then he got the proper shit. I was like, oh, this is perfect. So that, was, that was him that was like, we're sitting here. Yes, that's Trevin Jones. His real name is Trevin Joe. He's still on the radio. Shout out to Trevin. Shout out to Shay. They were really, he really was the studio wow. manager. Everything we did, we used what was around us. Mm. There was no, we didn't hire no voiceover people and all this other shit. That's Stevie J on going, going back, back to, I'm going back to Cali. The original auto tune, before all this computer shit, you had to put a thing in your mouth with a bubble machine or water and do that. And Stevie J is on somebody else's record going, Going back and on Easy oh, Mobi's wow. record. That's Stevie J on there. Oh, wow. So we just did all out whatever we needed to do. You said I was on the interludes. Whoever was there, can we use you? Like, like people don't know Stevie J. You, you know that on Hard Knock Life album where niggas say, "Man, I'm rolling with Rockefeller, Rockefeller man." Because these got niggas money. got money. That's Stevie mm-hmm. J. That's Stevie J. Yeah. Yeah, Stevie he did J. that beat too. I think. Yeah, I know he, he did, did the beat. But yeah, yeah. Niggas was like, that's that's "Niggas was like, I can't, niggas like, I can't believe Puff Man." To me, that was the first yeah, chicken armor. It was like Puff Man because he was like saying it clear. I'm rolling with Rock. These niggas got money, man. It was like, yo. When you did the song with with Fifth, the um, How to Rob, was y'all in the studio together for that? I didn't even meet him. I mean, until weeks later, because A and R bought it to me because I was a hook writer. My catalog. Mm. They came to <laughs> me to write a hook, not do a beat. I wrote the hook that night. Rich Nice bought it to me. Hadn't met Fifty, but I heard the record. I was like, God damn, this shit is fire. It was funny. He was going at my peoples. He was going at everybody. So I was like, Well, fuck it. Did nobody feel no way about you getting on of it? Of course they did. Oh wow. Jay Z. Everybody asked me, but. Like, they asked you, like, why'd you do that? No, they asked me why i do it. They just was mad at 50, and I was, you know, okay, be mad, but did you like the record? Yeah. <laughs> mm, did right. you like the record? Because that's the business we're in. We're in the record-making business, not the personal feelings business, not the, did, did this touch the culture enough? Is Who the fuck made these rules up? If you like the record, get mad, respond. Jay-Z got mad, called me live on the air, Angie Martinez, So yo, Dot, that was hot. You know I got to spank your man. A few weeks later, I'm about a dollar who the fuck 50 cent. That's how you respond. Mm. Just come back and just do, let's handle it the music business way. Not Ooh. all this personal feeling shit, tweeting and disrespecting niggas. Don't mention my name. Why not? All y'all niggas do is mention everybody else's name. I agree. So now when your name is mentioned, you you, you get moist. Yeah, but not yeah. only that, the more they mention your name, the more hotter you are. But these niggas get moist. <laughs> Why they get so moist with their panty liners? Mm. You mention other niggas' names, you got to get you. This is the game we play. Tag, nigga. <laughs> your face. That's it. So we got this last segment we do called credit check. Credit last one, check. Credit check. Yeah. Uh, so if I was doing a credit check, I would give credit to you. 
right? right? So credit is, because everybody always say, give them their flowers. I'm like, fuck yeah. giving the niggas flowers. Yeah. Give a nigga his credit. He can yeah. leverage that. Yes. He could take that and say, you see what I could do? Look what I'm doing. Yes. So to me, I just want to give you opportunities. There are like two or three unsung heroes in the D-Dot story that you like, man, I just want to shout them out because boom. Yes. Ron Lawrence, who taught me how to make beats and asked me to be a rapper when I was ready not to do it. So Ron Lawrence. Obviously, Sean Combs, because he put me in three or four positions that I wasn't qualified for, that he saw me in those positions and put me there. Didn't really, he asked, but it was more like, you're going to do this, nigga. So Sean Combs. And then I would say, I mean, there's plenty of people in between that. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, I, does parents count in this? Yeah, you can say whoever you want. I feel like my, my mom shouldn't count because <laughs> my mom's is like, she's my shero. You know what I'm saying? So sure. through life, you know, that's just my shero, but... It, right now, I would say, you know, my wife. Mm. My wife, you know, smelt the farts, the bad breath, the $5 in the bank account. The, we driving one car. We sleeping in a twin bed, not even a full. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Scraping up coins to put in the gas tank. I'm, I'm breaking the glass where I had $17 worth yeah. of quarters in it to just to put $8 of gas in it. And now we have farmland and, and you know, we don't live like Ray. I saw his <laughs> shit from the Google Maps or something. I was like, who the fuck lives there? The Sheik of Dunwoody or something? But yeah, so um but uh yeah, so I would say, yeah, those are those are the unsung heroes. And there's plenty in between. I can name a bunch of people. I mean, but those so, so Tamara usually asks the last question. Okay. Go ahead, T. I got one more real quick, though. Go ahead. Um, who is the East Coast <laughs> version of Dr. Dre? Because I know you said Dr. Dre got the West Coast on lock, but who would be the East Coast kind of? I don't think there is one. We don't have one, right? I was I, trying I to think about think, that. I don't think we have one. Closer is probably Puff. I, 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 you know, I, I don't think we should even do that. I think if we asking who's the, who's the West Coast Puff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I see you know that. what I'm saying? Like, like I don't, I don't think <clears throat> I, I can't answer that. I, I think the amount of incredible talent, and I always say this with, with all due respect to everybody who does this, we can't categorize greatness <clears throat> amongst greatness because we're always going to be shooting for the next level of who's who. I think we should just accept people for their greatness and leave them in that space and put run things alongside of it. Mm-hmm. Not in place of or instead of, you know what I'm saying, or as an alternative to. Mm. Just let them have their space because there's plenty of space for more greatness. I like that. All right, so this is the God Show, and that stands for Goats and Underdogs. So, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog in this space? Always underdog. I did not expect you to say that. Well, I'm gonna say you're a goat. I'm gonna say cause, again because because she asked me how I consider myself. Yeah, for sure. I I haven't even done my best work yet. Ooh. I'm going to say you're a GOAT, brother, because Thank you. I wouldn't be here without you. And I ain't never tell you. And I always tell people, I'm like, I hate when people say shit quietly. Nah, nigga, say that shit out loud. You changed my life. I do not be here without him. Thank you. And, I, and I've been wanting to... Say that for the longest mm. because you have said it. You've no, said it I've to said me. it, but I'm saying. I mean, you're not I, saying I, it for I the never, first time. I never. You know I, never I, mean? I always I said, but, but sometimes yeah. a nigga will whisper something to you and yeah. they say something out loud, something different out loud. Yes. Nah, I can't do that. Like, Thank you. The, if I didn't meet you, I don't know where I end up. If me and Noah don't meet you, I don't know where I end up. And you was my first mentor, and you taught me this shit. Well, you wasn't because Timmy Allen was there, but you was the first person to put me in like 
you're in now. Not like I'm gonna teach you how to be in, but like no, go over there. Like I this. like you, homie. Yes, like, yeah, like. Yo, it's this kid named Chandre. He yeah. did all the Ludacris records. You and Noah go over there and fuck with him. I just left Big John. Big John just Chandre. He said he run a vert. By the way, that's how Noah, that's how Noah got out his situation. That's how we got it. Big John goes and leaves EMI to go to Virgin. Right. And he just saw his last signing was Bangladesh, and he felt bad. So he was like, "Well, since I'm over at Virgin, let me sign something. Let me give you. Let me help you make some money." And then Noah did a record with Chandre, um, Chandre. with Bangladesh. Noah did a record, and then we took that, and that's what made everybody else jump on it. And then Ti jumps on the record. Ti. And then on that record, he says. Everybody think he's dissing Lil Flip. Yeah. Because, but the record came out way before. Mm. We did the record two years prior. Mm. But it dropped when he was beefing with Flip. And everybody's like, this is a T.I. Flip record. Nigga, we were signing with Atlantic. I remember we was in the room with Craig Kalman. And he was like, I'm signing this nigga. And he called Tip. And Tip was like, I don't even know who Noah is. Remember that shit? And then we was like, because he did the record because... Mm-hmm. Dot was he did the record for Dot, so he was like, I never did that record, and it was on a different beat. That's another thing we in fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't remember. D Dot changed, mm. changed the beat, so he did yeah. another beat. So yeah. he was kind of like, I never did that song, yeah. but that was like the that was the straw that kind of tipped everything. That was the tipping point. Where now labels are talking to us, and then I had the records ready. But man, it was Dot. Man, he taught me this shit. Like I'm so confident in what I'm doing because you got to remember. Like I feel bad, but nigga came here from Stone Mountain to see me. Like, damn, you drove from Stone Mountain to play me a song? Mm. I was driving from Atlanta to New York Crazy. to play a song. Damn. Insane. And the nigga would be like, nah, that ain't it. Tomatoes. Go back home and fix it. What? Yeah. I wrote about this in my book. I can't wait for him to read it, though. Yeah, but I'm going to just say you a goat because I don't be here without you. Thank you. Which means I don't think none of us are here without him because True. D-Dot right. gave me that shit that I needed. And I, I couldn't wait to tell you that because you too fucking humble for me. <laughs> and I hate it because blame no Emmy I've Angela been around Wilder. a lot of niggas and they don't know as much as you. They can't add to the room. And I and I feel like right now the game needs you bad. So Appreciate I feel like you got to put that cape back on and come back, bro. Ooh. You have to. And I feel like if there's any rappers that's watching, I know I'm, I know he probably don't want this, but D, hit hit dot. Don't hit that. Hit that. <laughs> hit that. Tell him to check your shit out because there's no better professor at rap. And I would, I, and to me, I would just love to see you at 55 years old, mentor mode, a 21 year old gifted artist. I would too. Me too. And I and I feel like we don't put it in the world. We ain't gonna get it. So to me, I, well, you know, the, unfortunately, 21 year olds look. They, you know, this old thing. Is a is a is a curse to these young niggas yeah. getting old, which they don't realize they want to get old. That's you, the want to, you want this gray, homie. You want this shit, homie. Yeah. Trust me, you don't want to be in a fucking grave at twenty eight. Hell no. So huh? all these young niggas, you old niggas, you old niggas, you old niggas. Okay. Mm-hmm. You basically saying you bless niggas. Right. Yes. You bless niggas. Yes. Right. You bless yes. niggas. We bless. We bless. It's like it's a blessing to be like the fact that I'm this, older than hip hop. Mm. How about that? That's deep. All right. And I hope to see another 50 if I could on God. But I'm older than hip hop. I saw it birthed, come out the womb, (laughs) watched it grow. Mm. Contributed to it. Contributed to it. Babysitted it. If that's a word, babysitted. Babysitted it. (laughs) (laughs) Babysat. (laughs) Babysat it. He was at the peak. Yes. The peak peak of hip hop is 94 to 99. 
I don't know what the peak is, but wherever I was at, I was happy to be here, and I'm still happy to be here and be blessed. I think these niggas take for granted that the game don't owe them shit, Mm. and it didn't owe me nothing. So I just, that's why I'm humble, because at any point in time, remember, I was taking orders for books after being on TV. Mm. I was parking cars after being on TV. That shit can be snatched from you like this. Mm. Mm. So don't take it for granted, you know. Stay low and keep firing. And on that note, guys, by the way, if you're watching this, please join the community. Uh, we got people in there. We're doing some amazing things. We created a new ecosystem. God Squad. God Squad. So come be a part of God Squad. Uh, link is in my bio on Instagram, everywhere I am. And I just want to thank you, Dot, because I don't you. think I've ever woke up more happier to do an interview oh. than I was today. Thank you. And I wasn't even feeling good today. And, and I was as like, black man, men, I'm not and as black men and Spanish men, I love you. Love you too. And by the way, our artist Noah's here, man. You want to just Noah's Noah, in this moment? Come here, man. Come here, sit down, man. Just come sit down. Come here, Noah. This is you, this the, is you, my, you the glue. This is my glue. You the glue. Why we got it, Noah? Noah Stevens, baby. Yeah, this is how it happened. Super talented, my brother, man. Happy to see you, brother. Love you, man. Happy to see you. I hit. By the way, I ain't seen Noah in a year, and I hit him. I said, "Doc, coming." He said, "I'm coming." No, no. One more last story. One more funny story. Okay. So Noah, what people don't know about Noah is that Noah got signed when he was 14. He was on a TV show on MTV, and he got signed when he was 14. So he never had a childhood. He was always a kid artist. D-Dot sets up. (laughs) D-Dot Yo, I want y'all to understand. We can do a whole episode of just stories of me and D-Dot. So D-Dot hits me like, yo, bro, yo. And when D-Dot hit me, D-Dot's not explaining to me. He's not. You got to understand something. D-Dot's calling me. He's saying something in 60 seconds, but that's 60 seconds. I better remember every second. <laughs> D-Dot's like, yo, I played Noah for L.A. Reed. He loves it. He flying y'all up next week, next Tuesday, Wednesday. Make sure you're not ready. Cool. I call Noah. Noah, his first job. He got his first job. He was making $10 an hour. You remember that shit? <laughs> and Noah, and mind you, he living with me, so I'm paying everything. I know he don't need the money, but he's finally making money. He's at this point where he don't believe in music no more. Like, I've been signed. That was 14 years old. This shit is, fuck that. And I remember mm. I called him. I said, nigga, I got it. I got you a, a dot. Got to meet me, you, L.A. Reed. We fly to New York next week. And he was like, hold on, what? But you know I just started working, right? right. I, I was like, <laughs> fuck that. Nigga, I'm like, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> nigga, I'm working now, right? I'm, I can't go. The nigga says to me, see if LA could do it on a Saturday. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you remember this shit? The nigga says to me, yo, see if LA you can do it on a Saturday, nigga. Move some shit around. But nigga, hey, nigga. And I said, I said, LA, what the fuck, Noah? This LA Reed, nigga. He said, can the nigga give me $10 an hour for a day? And I was like, no, 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 no yo, it's listen. funny as fuck now. Yeah. But imagine all I had. I need him in New York. And the nigga said, man, can LA pay me $10 an hour? I know he can't. I know he can't, right? Exactly. I'm not going. And he got fired the next day. That's the only reason why we went. Wow. He got fired. And I was like, you want? He was like, I'll go now. With, um, now Clive I'll go Davis? now. You remember Clive Davis? You remember Clive Davis? And what about Jive? You remember that meeting too? We had to meet with Chris Lighty and all them sitting in the room, Mark Pitts. Chris Lighty, Memphis, Hits, Mark Pitts. Memphis. Hits. Memphis. Memphis came to the studio that night and gave you another hit. He gave you another hit. Memphis gave you that. I was dope. Yes. So this was our glue. And he did that boy, Chevy, on the ATL soundtrack. That's Noah. Yes, that's Noah. That's Noah. We always, yeah. this is our first artist, University and I will call D-Dot, because me and Noah were like close, and that was like my little bro. Yeah. 
yeah, and I would yeah. call D-Dot every time we had problems, and I'm thinking D-Dot going to do something. <laughs> D-Dot just laughing. What? He did what? I don't have no brothers uh, and sisters. He said, I never get you told me. You said, Ray, wait till we get him on 106 in Park, and he does those things. <laughs> change the world. Like, you got to get him on 106 in Park. Yeah, word, man. But man word, I love word. you, man. Thanks for showing, man. I love man. you for showing up, Thank no you, yo, for real, man. This is the first real. time us three have probably been in the same room since 2006. Wow, y'all see in history. Ever. That's crazy. Yeah, so I, he had to come. So yes, this the God Show. We are out. Shout out to know we out. Appreciate y'all. Let's y'all. get it. Shout Peace. out. Thanks, D-Dot. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.